On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick are definitely charged up to talk all things The Mandalorian, S2E1, aka The Marshal. But before they blow their Mando load, they'll riff on the High Republic villains, Star Wars chronology, and John Boyega having a talk with Disney Brass. In terms of the Mando discussion, they'll break down the episode's Easter eggs and best moments, while also talking about what could happen next thanks to a plot synopsis for episode 2. They'll mention yet another strong leak confirming Rosario Dawson as a live-action Ahsoka before getting into some new Star Wars collectibles talk. After that, you know it's time for the fan segment, where fans will respond with their own favorite Mando premiere moments before the duo honors this week's Top 5 Star Wars fan artist features, complete with a Matt Top 1 selection. Cue the music. time. I don't think anyone else is, but it's fucking hilarious. Alright, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hey now, everybody. I was off my game, as you tell, by the 5,000 intros we just rolled through to get the show started, but we figured it out. Episode 135. It's not 134. 135 is now live. Whew, holy shit, was I laughing my ass off, Nick. <laughs> I was uh, I, I had the live stream up just kind of uh, type into the chat a little bit. I was like, hey, it's got the 134 bumper up front. Oh and my Matt's God. like, oh, don't worry, we'll get it next time. He does it again, still 134. <laughs> <laughs> I think those. I think these poor uh, saps in the live stream just watched our intro at least four or five times. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, that that's something you will not have to deal with on the audio only version, my friends. But wow, whoo! What a start to the show, man. My my armpits are already all sweaty. My belly button's leaking sweat. I may even have some ash juice going right now. Uh, man, that was fun. All right. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Okay, I gotta get I gotta get back on track here, man. That just threw me for a fucking loop. Whoo! Ha! It's always fun, right? There's always time for Star Wars time. You just don't know when that time yeah. is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here and we are live and we are ready to talk some Star Wars jive. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Holy shit, we're coming off of the first episode of The Mandalorian based on our Discord conversations. I think everyone popped chubbies over Not that. Miss Tico. Got hard nipples, uh, whatever you want to say. Yeah, I mean, Kung Fu, he's he's just an angry guy. The intern has been uh, a little upset. He's, he's dealing with some stuff health-wise. I'm not going to say it's COVID, but let's just say he hasn't left his house for a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I did notice he was angry. I mean, at first I, I'm not going to out him, but I'll out him. He didn't even know who that character was at the end of the episode. Uh, but according to some bozos that follow us on YouTube, I was a cocksucker for even using the silhouette of that said figure and it being a spoiler. And I'm going on what fucking planet is a silhouette of a dude with a gaffy stick and a rifle on his back. 
a yeah, spoiler. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. Also, unless you knew what was going on, you had no yeah, fucking clue what like, that image was. In order to call spoiler on that, you had to literally have seen the episode to be like, that's a spoiler. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> th- that could have literally been uh, Matt's back that he just took a picture of in his backyard. <laughs> People are funny. People are funny. But but we'll get there. Trust us. Uh, we're, we're not going to jump right into the Mando talk right away. We, we're going to get through some of the more low-hanging fruit, as we say. Remember last week, we've, we've, we've jumbled the show around. Toys are, Toy talk's going to happen right before the fan segment. That way we can get through all the Star Wars talk uh, before some of the, I guess, less interesting topics for Nick uh, kick in. So we'll, we'll kind of let Nick zombify. So as we approach our fourth hour, and we're talking talking about the toys he can just sit there and do his weekend at Nikki's routine and go get himself a break maybe have a drink <laughs> take a piss you never know uh but before we get into the topics I, I i have to mention just a great week for the star wars time show at least me the one with the black the black hole in his star wars soul the one that always wants that feedback the one that lives for positive reinforcement from the Star Wars Time Show fan Matt base. I I do. I, I do. And and Nick likes mm-hmm. it too. I mean, any human would like it. Anyone that gets something that is is positive about themselves from another human, especially in this day and age, it's nice. It makes you feel good. It makes you it makes me want to keep doing this dumb shit and eating up a bunch of my free time for real no reason. Um, so I do want to mention some of the feedback, some of the fans that, that dropped us a line here. And one of them actually led to a topic we'll be talking about today, a topic that clearly went right over the heads of a few of you on Instagram based on your comments. But I will make sure to address your stupidity during that segment. So uh, first off, Nick, um, we got an email, which is like... <laughs> Emails are coming in I think, it's one of the, I think it's one of the first times our email has been used... Uh, like legitimately been used uh, from someone that isn't trying to make money off of us or a bot. So we got a real email from a real person. And this email came from, give me a second here. It came from a fan who goes by the name of Justin O. Donahue. Okay. And what Big Justin wanted to say, besides telling us that we're fucking awesome and everyone sucks dick that doesn't listen to us, I, I may be putting words into Justin's mouth, but that, that was kind of the summary. I mean, he, he just let us know that he, he enjoyed the podcast, he thinks we're awesome, and he knows everything that we say is legit versus everything that every other Star Wars fan pos- podcast says is bullshit. That's what we've so, been saying for uh, years. That's yeah. uh, Mr. Odizzle in the live stream chat. All right, check it out. So he did make the live stream. I believe he's coming all the way from Alaska, so not quite as far as our Australian homies, uh, but but definitely the furthest state from the Union. Uh, but Justin, he he really had a question, which I also welcome. Ask us questions. Uh, it doesn't matter how dumb they are or how intelligent they may be. Even if we don't know an answer, we'll still make one up because that's what humans do these days, right? You can't say, I don't know anymore. But Justin wanted to know, <clears throat> he kind of wanted a definitive chronological tour through the canon-based Star Wars TV shows and films. Yep. Um, and if you, if everyone's familiar with the term chronological, <laughs> that means in order. Yes. In order, based on the timeline in Star Wars. 
all you, I mean, Nick, Nick may work on a post for those of you that completely misinterpreted what chronological means. Yeah. And you're like, watch order is release order. It's like, okay, Mr. Hardcore Star Wars, that's not the fucking point of the post. But anyways, we'll be getting to that. So, Justin, we spoke your name. We came through. The post is out there. You've got your homework to go through now. I've got it all detailed. I've got the Clone Wars broken out in its true chronological form because, as we know, we've learned at Star Wars Time Show School, the Clone Wars is way the fuck out of order. not even close. Uh, In fact, the movie that kicked off the franchise isn't even the first thing you watch in the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's the third thing you watch. (laughs) Yeah. We got that squared away. We'll be talking about it quickly right here once we get to the topic. But I just wanted to mention Justin because uh, we love fans. We love getting the feedback. And like I said, this is what juices me up. This is what charges my Star Wars batteries. You don't see handouts. You don't see Patreon bullshit, right? Oh, pay us a dollar. You can listen first or pay us five dollars and we'll give you some fucking shitty sticker. No, (laughs) we give you quality content on a weekly basis, over three hours a week these days for free. We just need that type of feedback. So, Justin, everyone owes you a round of applause. Yes. But he's not, he's not the last one. We got a great video homage from one of the talented Star Wars fan artists that we have featured on this program was, before. Yeah. Fantastic shit. At Savvy Arts. I believe her real name is Savannah Gantz. Uh, we talked about her last week. She she has that Disney animation style, uh, supremely talented. But she literally went on what, Nick, a four or five story long video on Instagram yes. to let her fans know about these dickheads. <laughs> and it was touching. It was. It was like, because, I mean, a lot of you super fans, we get it. You're like us. You're, you're cavemen. <laughs> you're, you're, you're knuckle draggers. You're a bunch of, you know, trolls. Savannah is like a normal, nice, lovely young girl that actually wasn't completely turned off by our shitty language. She did put a disclaimer that we have shitty language. <laughs> yeah, parental advisory she, she, is <laughs> definitely suggested. Uh, either way, it was just it was nice. It was touching. Again, that is the type of stuff that that keeps me doing this. That that motivates me to do this stuff. So S- Savannah, thank you. That shit goes a long way with us. And then finally, from the Instagram community, we were contacted by another fan. Again, I don't know if this is someone that's been watching live streams because a lot of times your live stream handles don't correlate to your IG handles. Uh, but this came from a Kyle Walcher on Instagram. And I, I love this. Ready? This is great feedback here. I'll read it as I, I think he intended it to be read. You guys suck. <laughs> like, just, just, no, just like, just like Bossajan stuff. I'll, I'll try to put my, my spin on it here. I listen to you guys every week and holy shit, mates, you were all right. You heard it here first, folks. SWTS doesn't blow shit out their ass. They spew facts. The Marshal was all correct. Morrison is alive. Also, it would make my year if you responded. I absolutely love you guys. I tell my friends and family about you both all the time. Well, there you go, (laughs) Kyle. We responded on air through Instagram. We have spoken your name. Welcome to the Star Wars Time Show. Yes. See, that's the kind of shit that we need. 
Like when when I saw the the video from Savvy, when we see all these emails coming in and the fan interact, that that's what makes us happy. That's why I almost killed the question of the week segment that one week when we only got four responses. Because when shit like that happens, I'm like, okay, they're they're done with us. The fans are finished. They've all defected. They're all KRT <laughs> fans now. No need for question of the week. But th- that kind of stuff. That makes the, the week right. go by a little bit better. Hey, I, I, I know I sit here and I act like a jerk off on this show. I am overly animated. If you know me in real life, I'm actually kind of an introvert shut-in. Uh, believe it or not, even though my, my real profession is speaking in front of people and trying to teach them shit, and then I do this, this circle jerk every Tuesday. Um, but it, it is. I, I'm not kidding. Like I, I, Those three things, I mean, I was showing my wife... <laughs> friends i was like look 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 this is why i do what i do this is why nick and i do this dumb shit for no reason no monetary gain it's to make other star wars fans days which in turn will make our day all right i love it thank you i love it thank you for all the feedback thank you for all the love yeah Keep it coming. Keep it coming. I need that shit. I mean, it's like Tinkerbell and what is Tinkerbell and the claps or laughs, right? You, you gotta, you gotta, you know, that's how I, that's where I get my superpowers yeah. from. You gotta keep the pixie dust in Matt's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one other thing I want to talk about before we move on, unless Nick has something to talk about. Check out my shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sir Dork hooking it up like a bro. I am now a Sir Dork bro. Got my Sir Dork shirt comped because i'm a pimp so appreciate you yes, jared mine is on the way it's either um, here or in my mailbox or it's still on the way but i know that i think jared got my address at like a little bit later than he got matt's so that's just because i have all of my Insta- I, I was i was a little a little disappointed that jared thought i wore medium <laughs> okay i've talked about this before small only i'm small or bust i i don't care if i gain more weight from now <laughs> Or I lose more weight. I am smaller bust. And like I told him, I like feeling as if I am encased in a sausage. Right? That's how I want my shirts to feel. Like they're sausage skin. Okay? (laughs) Yeah. So So if you're you're sending shirts here, even though I may look, you know, a little bigger, sometimes a little swollen because I'm coming out of the gym right here. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Small is what I rock. Matt's just got his chair jacked up real high too. So he looks taller than what he is. So, he, but he is. He, no, I actually, he I actually have my chair kind of low. Good musculature. I'm a, I'm a tiny guy. <laughs> musculature. <Yeah. laughs> so that's George Takei for smalls you. Smalls only. I'm a, I'm a large. Even though that, like, depending on the shirt, it could be a medium. Who the fuck knows? I'm just like whatever. Just send me a large, and if it's too big, I'll shrink it. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Nick isn't that much taller than me, but he is tall enough to where. He can wear shirts that he probably should wear, and they don't go down to his knees, making it look like a moo moo or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I probably should wear medium shirts, but because of the height issue and my just stockiness, it looks like I'm wearing a fucking dress, like a nighty. So <laughs> that's why I wear smalls, regardless of how fat there I get. I just I don't want the shirt going down there low. You go. So thank you, you know I mean? thank you, Jared, for sending us the care package. Uh, when I get yeah. mine, I will definitely be sporting it on the, uh, on oh, the cast. I know what it was before we move on, Nick. This is huge, and, and this will go over well with the super fans. Yeah. Guess what finally showed up? Oh, yes. I, I, I saw this. The, the Star Greggy Wars Bre- Time Greggy Show Bre- hats. The Star Wars Time Show hats after, what was it, Greg? 71 days. Yeah. <laughs> 71 days have finally made it to the land down under. Woo-hoo! 
Yeah. I mean, Woo! that's about how long it took for somebody to discover the country in general. I mean, that it took less than 71 days for the people of England to sail all of their prisoners to Australia. So it, the hats took way It really was. I mean, it, it was it was as if we put it on a, a sail ship. Like, I'm not even talking like just a boat. I'm talking old school fucking sails. You, you got to rely on the wind yeah. and the stars. Yeah, exactly. Finally got there. 71 days. Greg just confirmed it. Uh, so please don't ask us to send anything else to Australia for quite some time because... Uh, that, that shit got stressed. U.S. Postal Service is definitely not a fan of, of the fake nation <laughs> of Australia. So. I mean, it, it was fine. It, like, it went, it, it took like three weeks to get out of the Chicago airport. And then, then it, then it got stuck in Asia. Uh, then it made it to Australia and they locked it down and quarantine naturally because, because it came from our COVID cesspool. Yep. And I believe Australia at this point doesn't really have new cases anymore because they, actually cared about trying to figure this shit out so i don't blame them but the hats are there it's good to hear if you ordered hats for australia i'm assuming you have to go fucking beat greg up to get them yeah greg's uh, keeping i just sent him four. he's not giving them to you yeah. he's like i sent him four so it's up to him to disperse them as uh, noted yeah, 71 so. days for each person other than greg to get their hat as well so he's holding on to <laughs> yeah greg greg make him wait make him wait 70 days <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. Let's let's get uh, into anything, it because I don't have anything yeah, to talk right. about. I, I'm a loser. Let's roll. I, nothing happens to me during the week. Well, we don't we don't want to call you a loser, <laughs> but we'll, we'll just we'll just get moving on. Okay, so uh, before we do the Mando stuff, which obviously is going to be the bulk of, of this episode, uh, we wanted to get a few of the smaller things out the door, as they say. Uh, so we're going to start with this. We it, it, they're slowly trickling out some High Republic information, typically in the form of of character shots, posters, whatever, uh, little snippets of of this, that, and the other thing. Uh, we've seen a lot of the Jedi. We've seen the Padawan. But Nick, finally now we're getting to see some of the, uh, this is the night. Uh, oh, there you go, Tones. Some of the Nail, yes, right? Yes, we get to see the Nail, uh, And then we also get the reveal of a brand new species of villain. Not just like a villain, villainous person. A brand new species of villain called the Drengir or the Drengir. Um, so this came from official Star Wars. They've been doing drops, you know, usually every month to two weeks. Uh, from Charles Soule and the rest of the people who are associated with the Lucasfilm publishing project. Uh, so we got some more information on the Nail and one of their primary leaders, the the Eye of Nail is his title, and that's Marchion Rowe. Uh, so we get a good image of him. We get some images of other associated Nail members, and then also that that nice plant-like villain called the Drengear. Um, so these are going to be our primary antagonists in the high republic era novels that we know of so far um okay nick so uh the first two shots here yes. are they also part of the nail or are these just other bad guys so the the green alien guy is definitely not part of the nile and then this one that's titled marchion row he is one of the leaders of the nile or the Nail. Okay, well that 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 would be a a swell looking action figure if I had to say I, yeah, so myself. It does look cool. He's got that right? awesome looking pulse rifle that he's holding. That that singular kind of cyclops eye on his helmet. It's very solid. I like it. Um, and then the the last two shots here that are just titled the Nile. These are just um, 
So I guess concept art for some of the, the members, like the regular members. Yeah. So I mean, these would be like like your stormtroopers, yeah. like your 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 ground troops, that that type of yeah, shit. Yeah. Not nothing uh, of import. Nobody important in those last two shots. Hey Nick, the question is, mm-hmm. what does that Twi'lek look like under without that the helmet mask, on? Right? I mean, she's probably right? pretty hot. Given it's got a little bit of a body on yeah. her, so <laughs> I mean, I, I I am gonna say that when when I get to playing my my Jedi Consular, the last playthrough of my which will be the last playthrough of my Star Wars: The Old Republic story set, that it's gonna hey, be. Hey, speaking a of that, Nick, did did you see that there they added a whole bunch of Mando content to that game last week? Uh, yeah, there's like a Mando armor set. There's a a Mando weapon in there as well. Like they they do a good job of adding in. Yeah, we missed we missed a lot of the Mando video game shit last week, but they also finally revealed the the two final characters for Swago. Oh, I don't know if you saw that, but it's going to be Eleven and Kuil. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, I didn't actually I didn't even see that for um for Swago. I did notice that like I've been playing it, and yeah, the 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 launcher updated, and now the icon is Mando. But uh, I did not know that. Hey, though. by the way, that icon is fucking. It hideous. is way better than the old one. So yeah, I was getting tired of the, of the dyads. Yeah. And so then I'm yeah, glad I mean, they, like they last week, Mando I think we on. talked a little bit about the other things that came in from Mando and Squadrons. Like you had a bobblehead and shit like that that you could add trinkety right. stuff you could add to the inside of your cockpit. Um, but yes, I, uh, the like a a Mando inspired armor set came to Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, so Got that it. was really cool. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. The, these Nile characters, Nile, whatever the fuck they are, Darth Nihilus, um, they're some cool-looking, interesting-looking bad guys, I think. Yeah, they're almost, to me, right? like, they're, they're like, semi-inspired by, especially in, like, their, their weaponry, kind of like the Knights of Ren, you know? It's like, it's almost like they're, they're, they're just, like, finding stuff and using it as weaponry. Yeah, exactly. Right. They're, they're, they're nomads or scavenger warriors of some sort. Yeah, so I, I really do it's like just, the... I, Man, I wish, I wish this wasn't all words and shit, because <laughs> the more I see of the High Republic, and just knowing kind of the void of Star Wars canon content outside of Mando, Kenobi, and maybe Cassian... Yeah. I, I do think these are going to be interesting lore nuggets added to the, the saga in an era that really hasn't been explored. Yeah, it so. hasn't been touched. It's not Old Republic. It's not New Republic. It's not Grand Republic. It's it's literally exactly. right in that sweet spot where you, you don't have any kind of uh lord there yet well hey they they look cool if anything else the art department we know over you know whoever's doing this lucasfilm disney they, they're always nailing it they just need to hire some of our friends like super scoundrel and savvy and, and, and add savvy oh, art yeah, yeah. So get them in. Uh, uh, real quick before we move on uh, big amish has a question yes. here uh, life advice I, I would never suggest taking life advice for myself uh, but he's asking that he's trying to force his friends to listen to our show, which I, I think is a fantastic thing to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But apparently they're not listening to him. So he wants to know if he should get new friends. And I, I mean, the answer is easy to me. It's, it's, it's a resounding I yes. Think that, I think before you get new friends, what you need to do is, is pull a trick, get them into your basement, lock the door to where they can't leave, and then just pump the Star Wars show into the basement right as loud as possible force them to listen until they submit and then they finally become fans yeah like torture yeah i mean if you have to waterboard hey if if people want to use star wars time show as torture we're totally open for that so if if the u.s government i mean needs to use it for torture totally fine 
If any, yeah, just just play just play some of my outbursts on loop. That yeah, would be enough. Know, all people. of these black site prisons. Just put us on, and the the prisoners will give up the information. Yeah, they'll be like, no, no, don't put that whiny-ass bitch Star Wars guy on again. Please, I'm tired of hearing about his fucking shitty toy photography problems. Yeah, yeah, so just Uh, pump that in. Perfect torture (laughs) device. All right, man. Uh, up next, Boyega again. He, he, I think he's having a project come out on. Is it Showtime, HBO Max, one of the streaming platforms? So. He's kind of been out in the public eye doing the press junkets like these actors do when they're promoting a new project. And and as we've talked before, if you've ever worked on Star Wars, anytime you're promoting another project, you're going to also have to talk about Star Wars. Um, and we kind of talk about the, you know, Boyega. We, we know what he said in GQ, this, that, and the other thing. And apparently we learned after that GQ interview went live some Disney brass reached out to talk to John uh, about uh, people of color, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, so. it was it was really interesting to hear that Disney made that move to do it because we didn't know, like, we didn't know that that Disney had any sort of contact with John after that article came out. We, you know, you would assume that they may try to save face with him, but it was it was pretty cool in the way that John described the conversation. Uh, in an interview with THR was as such. He said it was very honest, a very transparent conversation. There was a lot of explaining on their end in terms of the way they saw things. They gave me a chance also to explain what my experience was like. I'd hope that me being so open with my career at this stage would help the next man, the guy that wants to be the assistant director of photography, the guy that wants to be a producer. I hope that the conversation is not such a taboo or elephant in the room now uh, because someone just came and said it. So it seems like there was some sort of, I don't want to say reconciliation necessarily. I don't think that they're best friends again, John and, and the, uh, the Disney brass. But, you know, knowing that this conversation happened gives more context to the quote that, that John had with Yahoo Movies last week where he said that he would be open to making a, a Finn animated series or, or something like that with Lucasfilm. So no, now knowing that this conversation has happened gives a little bit more context into him coming back. I mean, back Nick, honestly, I could see this leading to maybe not Finn coming back, but John doing something with a Star Wars project. Yeah. I mean, even if it's... Uh, either, you know, even if it's his production company, yeah. I think they're going to try to involve him in some form or fashion uh, obviously, it would it would kind of be uh, uh, more of an inclusive type of Star Wars project. I know that that gets some of you nut jobs all upset out there, but hey, uh, I would like to see Boyega. He has fair beef with Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the guy. I would like to see him come Dude, back I, and do I some Star Wars was, down you know, the road. Rumors are are what they are, and most of the time they're bullshit. But there was a lot of rumors around the 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 Tross timeline right after that. There was interest in a Jana slash, uh, you know, Billy D. Lando, yeah, Lando Calrissian yeah, Lando show. was going to be in there. And then, right. given the 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 link that Finn had with Jana, both being ex First Order troopers who broke their conditioning and stuff like that, if they could make that show happen, if they could make a show with Billy D. with Land, you know, with Lando, with Jana, and with Finn, I mean, that would be magical. For like post episode nine content with those three characters, yeah. I, I would be interested for sure. Yeah, they put put a, a large 
spotlight on Finn's force affinity. Uh, maybe look into the potential ties between Janna and Lando. Because, I mean, that, when we read the leaks, that, like, Janna was Lando's kid that was stolen on Pisana. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'd like to see Boyega back, be it animated or live action. We, we talked just last week, so we don't need to uh, kind of rehash it, but uh, we'd like to see that whole new cast back yeah. and doing something from uh, out from under the Skywalker saga shadows. Yeah. So, and I'm glad that you know, uh, look at look at these cocksuckers in the live stream now. They, oh, they they everybody hates fucking you know. No no no, no it's not even that. They're they're now setting over and unders on like dumb shit I say over and over again. <laughs> like I don't know what they're called, non sequiturs, fillers, but I I must say this that and the other thing a lot. So Mr. O Dizzle is starting a poll for how many times i'm gonna say it in this cast you got you gotta love our fans they are the i never best. noticed you saying that but it's probably because we've been talking every week for three hours plus a week for almost right. six years at this point so i, I do i have a lot of dumb shit like speaking of up now i always like, say I, I, no I and i end my sentences or i end my phrases with so very often right. during the show yeah hey Hey, you motherfuckers try talking to three plus hours straight with no it's breaks. Not, it's not easy. It's not easy. Okay. <laughs> You're going to say some of the dumb shit over and over again. Okay. Uh, speaking of Mr. O'Dizzle, here is his dedicated post as he's causing trouble in the live stream now. He, he sounds like a rebel rouser. Uh, but like I said, at the onset here, he asks, hey, what is, the, what is the definitive chronological order of these canon Star Wars properties? I'm talking TV shows. I'm talking film. That's it. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Why not? I'll do it from him. I'll do it for him. That's how we are. We are slaves to the franchise. We are slaves to the fandom. We speak all your also, names. Also, this might be some good SEO for us as well. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I, I went out there and looked and there. Yes, we'll probably never show up because we're a tiny baby site and our SEO is terrible compared to other geeky sites that cover Star Wars content. But there really isn't a definitive that they, they either stick with, I think, what Spencer was trying to say in his comment or uh, who was the other one on the Aaron Bre- by raw was another one talking shit on the post. <laughs> a lot of them, they, they, they just stick to Hey, uh, a New Hope came out first, this, that, and the other thing. Well, again, look up chronological. The word itself, yes. Chronological, all right? That's where we're at. So this is chronological in the Star Wars timeline. Got it? Does that make sense, you title readers? What came first? Fucking read the title, not the goddamn post! (laughs) Like everyone else on the internet? So here we go, Nick, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I did whip this up kind of quickly right before we went live today. I, I do have some caveats in here, some asterisks, if you will. I left out all the forces of Destiny shorts. Yes. They are considered canon. They yeah. are. I've, I've researched that, and they actually do tell some good little two, three-minute tales. In fact, you, you learn how Leia gets her Bausch disguise before Return of the Jedi. Uh, I did not list those in though because they're you know more geared towards light stuff. They're great to introduce your your younglings to Star this, Wars. This That's is, how yeah. I got. I mean, what Matt put together is basically TV shows and movies. This isn't necessarily going to be right. YouTube content or anything like that. So this is just all no, this is longer like the, form the big stuff. stuff. 
Right. The big stuff that they're pulling from in the Mandalorian now and hopefully in Cassie and Kenobi. We're talking like the, the Skywalker at all, that type of shit. So here we go. Chronological, which means what came first? Well, fucking Anakin came before Luke. So you start with the Phantom Menace. Then you go to Attack of the Clones. Now, this is where shit gets nuts. Yeah. Because the Clone Wars, you can't just say watch the Clone Wars. Because that is not a true chronological delivery. Like we said at the, at, the, at the start of this episode. The Clone Wars movie that was supposed to kick off the series is, I believe, the third, or it's the third thing you watch. It is, third, third thing. If you're, if you're following the Star Wars chronological timeline, we're not talking about real life, we're talking about this science fiction world that we all enjoy, okay? So, the Clone Wars is after clones, but as I said, the first fucking episode is from season two. Yep. The second episode is the 16th in season one. Then you watch the movie. Then you're into some fucking season three shit before you get back to the first episode ever released. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like I said, and this comes right from StarWars.com. It might look like I did a lot of work here. I just copy and pasted their fucking table. You, you can even go right to the episodes on Disney Plus now. That's how awesome yeah, I am. Yeah, so click, just click it right there. Stream on Disney Plus. It'll open on your computer. Yep. After that, you have a lot of content to watch there. You literally have, you know, 100 plus episodes of television. 133, Nick. You got 133 episodes of Clone Wars. And I will add that even the seventh season is out of order. But this this accounts for that. It is slightly out of order. Well, actually, it's more than slightly out of order. But uh, you have 133 episodes of TV plus an hour and a half long movie to watch. And that's even before you get into any of the other stuff that comes after Clone Wars. So Matt, go ahead and continue the table. So here's the other deal. Like if you really want to get down and and get as precise as, you know, picking something off of a Nat's ass. Clone Wars episodes, I I believe 710, 711, 712, the last three episodes run concurrently to Revenge of the Sith. Uh, 710, the first part, while that's going on, that's why Kenobi's he's out there killing Grievous, that type of shit. 7-Eleven, right at the beginning, that's when Anakin betrays the Jedi. Uh, so really, uh, towards the, the middle part, the beginning of 7-Eleven, we get Order 66. Yep. And then 7-12 is just a continuation of Order 66. And then you finish watching So really, Revenge the only Assist. way to watch that properly is to have two TVs going at the same time. E- exactly. That's what I mean. Like, if you really want to do this on a, on a Star Wars chronological timeline, you got to be watching parts of an episode, watch the movie, come back to this, this, that, and the other thing. So after Revenge of the Sith, look at this. I'm already throwing out shit that's not even live, but the Bad Batch would come next. Yep. Okay? Then Kenobi. Yep. Then Solo. Then Rebels. All right? And I do have a caveat on Rebels. All four seasons technically happened before rogue one but the epilogue does not that would happen after return of the jedi okay the battle of endor then we got rogue one then we got a new hope then we got empire then we got jedi and then we have the new fucking magic the mandalorian i think at this point we can all agree it is the greatest star wars creation since george's original movies 
Then we have Star Wars Resistance Season 1. And this is another one where, you know, if you're really going to get stupid mm-hmm. and be one of these idiots on, online and, and call me out. The first half of Resistance takes place before Force of Awakens. Yes. There's a specific episode where Poe literally gets called on his mission to go see Lor Santaka. The show then butts back up with the end of TFA and the Starkiller base attack. So some of Resistance Season 1 weaves in and out of Force Awakens. Then you have Force Awakens. Then you have Last Jedi. Then you have Resistance Season 2. And then you have The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So that is, a, that is as good of a chronological breakdown of all Star Wars TV and movie content as you're going to get anywhere online. So if anybody yeah. asks you... What, you know, how do you watch Star Wars? Link them to this article and then maybe we'll cut out this section of the podcast and upload this as a specific YouTube video so Matt can can have it there, break break it down for anybody who wants to know. See, I, I should just do a TikTok where I yell the whole time, like, this is how you fucking watch it in order! Yeah. And just, like, just scroll the screen up and down and, and throw out stupid effects at it and then show, like, my nipple at the yeah, end. Yeah, apparently that's how you gotta get big on TikTok because... <laughs> So there you go. There is your chronological order if you want to get into it that way. Nick may work on another angle, I think, what what Spencer was looking for, Aaron Byraw, where where he's going to give you his suggested the best way to watch the movies and the shit. I know, like, I Uh, have a favorite method that is probably different than other people's, but I'll give you some of the more common ways to watch it. Like, there's a release order way for release. I'm not adding in the fucking TV shows. Fuck that. I'm talking movies only. He's just sticking to movies. And and, and Bat here in the the live stream is saying there's a a super cut version of Rots out there that cuts together some clone wars yeah. and live action movie stuff apparently it's almost 5 hours long yeah, so that's there's there's stuff uh, that, like that that could be a fun well. watch but i have a, a a particular favorite method of how to watch it and then i'll give you some of the other more common ones like the you know the 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 machete order i i i'll have to say like during this last run i would always make an effort to watch all the movies before the latest came out and when i was doing that nick i will say I went in the chronological order. I never watch in chronological. I, I, I'm just someone, I don't know, it, it is, it's, a, it's an OCD thing where it's like, I feel like the world will blow up if I don't watch the Skywalker saga play out in order, even though we saw it out of yeah. order. No, I, like, uh, I'll tell you that my, my fucking watch, my, my preferred watch doesn't even start with a Lucasfilm. Like, it starts with Solo. I watch Solo, Rogue One, and then into the original trilogy, then backtrack to prequel, then finish with the yeah, sequels that, that's an interesting take so like i said nick nick may have his own opinion post out there in him when he drops that you guys can tell him he's stupid okay yeah. so that's just my opinion on how, how to watch it that's how i got taylor to watch him and she enjoyed it so uh but yeah i mean this is just good content for anybody who wants to know the perfect chronological order for star wars content that's out there right now so uh well done matt First time it's ever been done on the internet here on the Star Wars Time Show. Tell your friends. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is definitive. It's concrete. Don't fuck yeah, with no, it. Yeah, it is legit. Okay, uh, Nick, this next one, we, we're, we're just going to kind of skip it real quick, but I, I just want to put it out there for those that are still in denial. Uh, last week, I think after the show, uh, Yak Face, a lot of people in here, the live streamers, they know who he is. Uh, is a big time leaker for Star Wars in terms of products, but sometimes he throws out some other shit. Uh, in this case, he found a trademark filing 
uh, for the word mark of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, and this came out, I think it was, uh, the filing was on October 23rd. It was for fiction books, comic books, this, that, and the other thing. They're basically just re-upping their Boba Fett trademark. Yeah, anything to do with Boba is now... And really, I mean, and this happened before the first episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, so it was kind of a story before that. But, I mean, this was kind of the, the, the last big warning sign that this character more than likely was returning. We already talked about how Tamara's uh, talent agency leaked it months ago. Yeah. Uh, it really wasn't that big of a a surprise, but you know we're we're still kind of wondering what would happen. This came out to me. I was like, all right, if Lucasfilm is re up in trademarks, they 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 plan to bring this character back out into the open, taking him away from just the super fan type of material, meaning comic books, this that, and the other thing. This guy's probably going to be seen by the general audience, yeah, right? Absolutely. There's no reason. Like you don't see any re ups on. Ahsoka Tano as a fucking trademark or any of these other potential rumored characters or cameos or stuff like that. Like if you're if you're actually slapping down a trademark for goods and services as this is for for selling shit, you know that they're going hard in the paint right. with Boba. And, and Nick, the last time they did this was in 2010, and I think that is when Boba was appearing in the Clone Wars cartoons. Is that and the other thing? Yeah, there you go, the Mr. Odizzle. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're, there's no point in sticking on this. Uh, we we kind of got that big, big reveal there at the end of episode one. So moving on, and there it is. Don't message me on there. It on is, my IG, friends. Big Amish, because I don't check my Instagram messages. Message this the actual show channel. I don't. I, I have <laughs> yeah, my yeah. Instagram in notifications turned off. I don't Basically, use social it, media. It, I work in social it, media, which is why I don't use it. <laughs> so don't send me a message. <laughs> if if you message a Star Wars time show account, I will probably be the one that sees it first, and I'll have to find Matt Nick. Matt literally had to tell secretary. me that that Jared yeah. Sir Dork was needed my address because he. he I am. I've become. I'm not only his co-host and supreme leader, but I am now his secretary <laughs> on social media. I don't so. check my socials. I can't do it. I, I after working in social media for so long, I don't actually use it. It it disgusts me for the most part. Well, you're you're a better man than most of us, but we we kind of need it to keep these bozos yeah. listening to the show. So I at least I at least check IG um, feverishly throughout the yeah. day. So uh, yeah, Boba Fett. This this trademark filing was about all you needed to to guarantee that he's yeah. going to be in the so, show. And based on people on YouTube, now that we're we're up to our breakdown, we're here. We made it in less than an hour, believe it or not. We are ready to start sifting through the Mandalorian S2E1 in my big ass spoiler thumbnail. Look at that. Any Star Wars fan that saw a bald dude with a gaffy stick and a rifle would clearly know who that is. I am sorry for fucking up, but I digress. We shall move on. Nick, let's talk about this episode. Be before we get into the eggs and the best moments, uh, I guess just real quick. How'd you feel? Like, what was your initial reaction? I mean, I, I really loved it. I, I, to me, this whole episode was more confirmation that Filoni and Favreau are pulling from everything. Like, they're, they're using every scrap of the Star Wars carcass to make this show 
as deep yep. and meaningful as possible. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to describe <laughs> it. Because you, I mean, I, I, I pointed out the Dragon Pearl, this, that, and the other thing, but you were the one like, oh, hey, dude, yeah, working with Tuscans, that was a KOTOR yeah. thing, and this and that. This was basically... I didn't th- say thing. Th- this whole episode was basically... I t- this is what I told Matt on on Slack when I first finished it. I was like, depending on your level of involvement in Star Wars, this episode is either one giant Easter egg or... Right. There is small Easter eggs hidden throughout it for, for so for like me and Matt, we watched it and the whole motherfucker was an Easter egg because basically, yeah, dude, it took me an hour and a half to get through my first viewing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just writing notes, looking for shit, uh, double, double uh, guessing or second guessing myself. And I still fucked up. I mean, that's the beauty of YouTube. You can put work in and, and create content for people and they will still let you know how fucking stupid and shitty you yeah. are. I was missing audio drops. Apparently, I missed the, the Sam Witwer uh, cameo, uh, some other shit. Some people now are saying Boba here is wearing Luke's robe from Jabba's palace. And honestly, if you crank up the light, it kind of looks like it, <laughs> uh, which would be fucking another just felony nug. You know, that would be it. if he's wearing Luke's cloak, which he would have dropped in Jabba's palace. That is as felony deep cut as it gets. But uh, so yeah, you loved it. Discord, Star Wars Time Show, people are loving. It. I believe it was Tones who essentially wrote an essay on how it was the greatest Mandalorian episode to date. He said season one fucking sucked. Season two, this is where we're at. <laughs> episode one already makes season one look silly. Uh, I'll tell you what, it, it was a it was a fantastic premiere. Yeah. Fantastic premiere. Uh, I liked the longer length, even though it it just meant more time for me. Uh, I came to, I came to terms with my star Wars God last week. I kind of had a a come to Jesus with Nick. I was like, you know what, dude, I'm not going to do the recap and review video. It's going to save me time. It's going to save me. I knew it wasn't Sam Witwer. That's why I didn't put it in. Thank you. Nico. Thank you. All you motherfuckers trying to rub shit in my face. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we would have known about that for sure. There's no Sam Witwer in this episode. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, anyways, back to, like, I just really enjoyed it as a as a premiere. Uh, but as I was saying, I, I, I cut out the recap and review video thinking, like, hell, I'll be, I'll be able to get to my real work around 9, 10, just like a normal day. This will be great. No, <laughs> we get this 52-minute long gem that, that had so many little nuanced shit in there that you really had to be paying attention to what they were saying, what was in the background, and sometimes what was right in front of your face. I mean, it, it didn't take me to my second screenshot viewing to really connect that what Din did to Cobb at the end was an homage to Han's accidental rocket pack fire in Return of the Jedi. So it's just one of those episodes that, on the surface, the story was very easy to follow, right? Yep. Mando learns there's another Mando back on Tatooine at this most we haven't heard about yet. Most Pelgo, you know, we we know about Espa. We know about Isley. We never heard about this Pelgo. He goes there and obviously then it just turns into holy shit. Matt and Nick sometimes know what they're talking about. (laughs) Nick, Nick really had the right idea for the end reveal. Matt was off, but Nick talked him, uh, uh, talked him into it. And Matt even said Boba Fett. Matt was right on the cob, this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, I, I mean, I felt good as a Star Wars speculating asshole by the end of this, uh, but also just as a fan, it's like, my God, this is a TV show at, at 
you know, summer blockbuster movie quality. Telling Star Wars stories that uh, a lot of us probably thought were gone once George got rid of the franchise. Uh, I would argue at this point we're getting better Star Wars stories than what Lucas was telling in his last few movies. I mean, he, yes, he was still a big part of the Clone Wars, so we got to give him credit for that. But what, what John and Dave are telling right now is is masterful. And, and obviously the end, the tease, just beautiful. So, Nick, we've, we've, we've uh, expressed our love for the episode. Yep. Now let's go through and highlight some of the eggs. Uh, this time around, I, I've actually done screenshots, so we have some visual material for the live stream. Uh, and then in th- once we're done with the eggs, I even lined up uh, some best moments to go through as well with images that aren't necessarily loading right now because our website sucks. Dick. I think it's got to be. It's just Safari. You need to get off of the yeah. 1985 right. Safari train. You're right. So. Eggs. We're going to go through these pretty quick, okay? You know, Nick, if you got a, a specific comment on one, let it rip. Otherwise, I'm just going to go through uh, and start dipping on these. Uh, the graffiti at the start, I don't know what anyone else, what their takes were there, but I really felt it was anti-imperial. Yep. Uh, I do believe this Vader-like guy was Vader, or like I said in the video, if you watched it, a, a, a G1 Cylon <laughs> from Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Uh, I also think this yellow-looking dude, there were some hints of 3PO in there, even though he had some wingy-looking ears. But it's just Nick. That, that's one of the first shots. We're already we're immersed in this yeah. world from, from the very first shot. Like, yes, this is a Star Wars run-down, shady town. Uh, it looked a, a little Corellia-ish to me just because of the high buildings, but I, I don't really know what the planet yep. was. So. Uh, from there, obviously, the Gamorrean Guards, that was that was a stupid one, but I had to put it in there. And I realized now that I'm going to have to put in a lot of the, the easy-to-guess ones because I was getting yelled at for sounds I didn't mention. <laughs> uh, I left out that John Leguizamo played the, the Gore Koresh character because I thought that was common knowledge. Uh, but here we go. So I, I'm learning. That was the first video. <laughs> I'll, I've, I've taken my notes. I've taken my lumps. Up next, I shit you not, this the Zuvio helmet has now popped up in two different episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, it, that is 100% the Zuvio helmet. I'm not saying that's necessarily Zuvio, but in the toy collecting community, he's kind of become a meme. So I always have to mention him when I see the Zuvio helmet on screen. Yep. Banthas, whoop-de-doo, but I think I don't think we saw them in season one. I can't remember. So I put them I put one there anyways because it counts. Uh, of course, Pelly was back. Yeah. I, I, I thought, you know what, Nick? I don't know what you thought about that. Already getting a returning character in episode one, I, I thought it was brilliant. It, it just kind of reinforces the world Mandalorian's creating, the connections he's making, and the fact that when he makes these connections, there's a good chance he's coming back to yeah. revisit them or, I don't want to say take advantage of them, but he he's making friends throughout this journey that clearly we're going to see him go back to. Makes perfect sense, especially in this case. They're going back to Tatooine. That's where Peli works. And, you know, she is at the spaceport. So when he lands at the spaceport, of course, you're going to see Peli and her her droids, her maintenance droids. It was also awesome to see her just like instantly (laughs) attached to the baby again. 
Right. And she's like, hey, can I can I have it? Can I buy <laughs> yeah. it off you? Like she's like, no, seriously, I, I want the kids. So I, I do like Pelly. I like the picturees. And it was funny. They even had that call back where she's like, oh, whoa, whoa, guys. Remember, he doesn't like your yeah. kind. But w- we now remember because of IG-11 sacrifice that Din has changed his opinion on droids. So that was all fun stuff. Of course, R5 is mm-hmm. back. Uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't get the picture where you could see his blown it was motivator." In the season it's like one. It was in, literally. It's like my season. Christ, people. I mean, he was in season one. A lot of people were acting like this was R 5s first appearance. If you listen to my video, I kind of made a joke, like he's not a drunk after yeah, he all. Was, he's out of the cantina. Yeah, he was in the cantina right. last time, which was a big show. <laughs> To anybody who was familiar with episode four, where you didn't allow droids in the cantina originally, now droids right. are definitely allowed. The droid, yeah, the I mean, droid, was he's droid. running the fucking thing. Yeah, so. um, real quick, going back, uh, Scion's asking, I have this question too, because I did look it up. I did make an attempt, but those red eye glowing creatures womp at the beginning, rats, Nick, any idea? I think they're womp rats. Any, Womp rats? From th- th- right. this is my justification for saying it's womp rats. Like playing the video games, that's what romp- womp rats looked like. They had like longer okay. limbs. They kind of walked the same way, like kind of apish, you know, like very uh, yeah. So and they had red eyes. I don't know for sure if it's womp rats, but um, that's that's what my first thought was. I mean, the stream. Some of the people in the stream they're throwing out loath cats. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you are uh, womp rats would be a good guess just based on the video game usage. I'll give you that. But I just searched because I, I wrote it down. Lo- like loath, I, it dude, was something. I was like loath cats. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so either. But we we got to let the live streamers know we sometimes pay attention to them. Yeah. So. Uh, that's why I throw it out there. I, I, we'll go with Womp Rats. I like that. Uh, I just I, I searched glowing red eye Star Wars creatures and really nothing came up besides Jawas. So, I mean, it's it's hard um, to again, it, it's 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 really hard to tell. But I mean, based off of what my level of knowledge was with the, something that looks like that creature, I would say Womp Rat. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I I do not think they're Jaw. I didn't think Jawas were you know cannibalistic no, and they like were that. walking uh, on you could see them walking on four legs all right so we're gonna go with nick I, I i'm giving nick the the nod there it's official i've blessed it they're womp rats uh when he makes uh, he did makes his way to most pelgo we get to see a weak way and i was just assumed this guy retired from Jabba's palace after you know the boss took the barge out and some assholes from the rebel alliance blew it up so this guy was like, fuck it. I need to make some money. I'm going to become a bartender. Um, but we actually got to hear a wee quay speak, I believe. And here, here was a big one. Okay. This, this, this was big. And I knew this was coming the moment they said he's going back to Tatooine. I was like, okay, the Cobb stuff is legit. Tim is the guy, just like we kind of speculated on. I mean, I've been talking Cobb Vance since 2019. Yeah, way season one. Back. S1E5, I did a, a five possible characters that could have been over Fennec's body. At this point, I think we know who that was. I'm going with that was 100% Nomad Boba at this point. Uh, but Cobb was one of my guys. And, and when Timothy was rumored to be in there, that's kind of who he went to based on his Western appeal, other shows he's acted in. Uh, but seeing him roll in in the acid-washed Fett family armor was fucking priceless. Dude, it was. It right? was so good. I mean, like Nick said, here is here's Dave and John lifting from the novels, the aftermath novels, and more or less giving idiots like me that don't want to read 
a a stripped down live action version of this character yep. uh, because I believe they stuck pretty close to his tale in the novel. Uh, in the novel, he also trades with Jawas to get the armor. Uh, it's not specifically said it's Boba's armor in the novel, but it's heavily implied, which is why we ended up here. I mean, that was essentially Filoni just running with it. Uh, but I, but I loved it. I mean, it, 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 just just seeing someone in that armor, a a non Mandalorian, not wearing it properly, seeing Din's reaction at first. At first, he's like, "Holy shit, I've been looking all over for you." You could see the reverence Din had for another person wearing the Mando yeah, armor. Yeah, and that that turned then, quickly though. You gotta love it when when uh, Cobb's like, "Hey man, let's go have a drink." Sits down, and I love how they just showed him putting the helmet down, uh-huh. and then they went up to Din, and you know it, that was exactly. it. He was like, "It was it was." Shot he's like, "Motherfucker, perfectly." Yeah, because it played on the creed, mm-hmm. and and he only knows the creed. He loves the creed. This is the way. And as soon as he sees that helmet off, he knows that this motherfucker isn't legit. Yep. And he's ready to to blast him right there. I'm surprised he didn't just fucking blast him. But that that again goes to show you the difference in Din uh, with Boba with Django, the the other Mandos we met. I mean, Din is clearly much more like a Sabine, and a later on Bo Katan because Bo was kind of a was kind of a bitch, right? She was Death Watch. <laughs> she she led to her sister getting wiped out. Um, but it was, I just I love that whole meat and the fact that right after this well they drink spotchka that's kind of a a throwback to mando itself but after this for the first time we get to see a motherfucking living breathing and apparently sand burrowing crate dragon this is such a callback and this is a callback this is an easter egg in so many different ways first off in in movie i mean in movie we've never heard crate dragon but for those of you who know in episode four when they're going through the canyon gorge and obi-wan comes up to save luke he makes that sound that wah, 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 wah sound that well they've, scares. they've changed it now yeah. you know they've yeah, changed oh, yeah, it like yeah. the special like, way different yeah now he's like hoo-ah, hoo-ah, yeah. but <laughs> that sound is of a crate dragon which is why right. the sand people ran away from him that, so so Obi-Wan imitated a, a crate dragon roar, yell, whatever you want to call it, scream, to scare away the Sand People. So that's your first in-movie reference to a crate dragon, even though they never said it. The second one was basically this whole, this whole plot line, starting with the crate dragon through working with the, the, uh, the Tuscans and everything like that, is lifted straight from KOTOR 1. When you're well, Nick, in A New Hope, we do get a crate dragon uh, fossil bone set, and there's there's a lot of people that are butt hurt over that now because the scale doesn't match up. But when I think it's when C three PO is waving down the Jawa Sandcrawler, yeah. that that skeleton is a is a a crate, but clearly not anymore. This I mean th- this happens. I mean George George fucking shit on half the shit he created in four, five, and six when he did one, two, and three. It happens, yeah. people. Don't get don't get that and worked also, up over like, dumb shit like this. In terms of scale, like you don't know how old that crate dragon was. That the bones were. It could have been a there baby. There you go. Could have been a baby crate there dragon. Who fuck knows? You you can't say. You, you know what else they got? You know what else people got fired up about in this? What? Like I, I'm I'm OCD Star Wars, but but they got they got fucking. 
there's some people out there, and I think Tones was the one bringing this up in our Discord, but they got, they got mad that it wasn't explained how Din got a different thigh pad. Oh, God, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me, man? Like, uh, like here's, they, they, like, you gotta love Star Wars In, in our Discord, this is why, like, in our Discord, <laughs> I think it was Lottie brought up something about like hey have you heard of this star wars podcast before and i i said i was like i don't listen to any other star wars content like fan created content i don't watch star wars fan created content i don't care about anybody else's opinions or thoughts or takes or anything like that i care about what i know what we do here because that's (laughs) the the drivel that comes out of the star wars community is that we didn't know why he changed his ipad Hit the size of the bones is different on the crate dragons. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look at this guy. He is coming to the dark side. Like, I, I understand. Nick is coming to the dark side. Look, I understand that people that even Matt and I get very immersed in this world. But there are things uh, yes. like you have to understand that like this season of Mandalorian does not take place the second after Mandalorian season one ends. There are things that happen in between. And also, we're one episode in. You may find out later how why he changes his thigh pad or any of this other shit. Like, you, there are, there's still time to get information. And look, if I have Star Wars tattoos, Matt saw me get a Star Wars tattoo at Star Wars Celebration. Like, I, trust me, I am a lifelong hardcore fan. But sh- little shit like that, Nat's ass stuff that doesn't matter, just does not bother me. Like, and it does bother some people, but I don't listen to those people. Yeah, they're they're stupid. That's what you call those type of people, and I still use that term. Stupid. <laughs> those people are stupid. Yeah. So, anyways, who gives a shit? The crate dragon. This is what a crate dragon is now. Live with it. They're fucking nasty. Uh, here, here's another big one here, and um, Cobb's speeder. Looks a little familiar to anybody. Anakin Skywalker. One of the engines is is definitely some parts are from Anakin. It looks like he had to patch it there a little bit. It even sounded like Anakin's twin engine pod racer. So that was Anakin's pod racer. It's just cool. I mean, again, is it John or is that Dave feeding those nuggets? I would have to think that's Dave. Uh, but just just beautiful that they even take the time to get it in there. You don't have to, right? They could have just fucking put them on a speeder. And it wouldn't have mattered, but no, these little, these little nuanced things, like I said, go a long way with us nuts. Uh, the, the, the flashback to the explosion of the second Death Star when we got a little bit of Cobb's backstory, which by the way, what we got with Cobb, Nick, is all I would ask for any characters we talk about showing up like a, like an Ezra, a Thrawn. That's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. That is plenty to make them feel like they're a part of this universe. The fact that we got three minutes of why Cobb ended up with the armor and how it happened, you know, the, the second Death Star, the mining guild came in right away, started murdering everybody. I love that shit. That's all you need. I love it for you don't the, need Like, we didn't yeah. need the three novels that he was included in or however many he was in the Aftermath books. I will say that I tried to read those Aftermath books by Chuck Wendig. Worst writing I've ever read in Star Wars. I don't, I don't know if it was just me. It was just bad. Like, he, he wrote poorly. Um, but that, exactly, you don't need a movie. You don't need four episodes to fill in back. Yeah, that is all it, you it need. it was perfect. It was perfect. I mean, it was enough to catch everyone up. Okay, this is the guy. This is how he got dude's armor. Yes. Um, 
so another egg, Camptonos. That's they're apparently like the the fucking safes of the this Star Wars. I know, right? Project. No more are they ice cream makers. <laughs> they are literally they hold yeah. all of your valuable materials. Hell yeah! Anything that's valuable goes in a Camptono. Uh, speaking of valuables, silicax crystals were mentioned, and that those two are Easter eggs from the Aftermath books, because that is what the Cobb's Town mines. Uh, so we got to see those. Uh, this Jawa. Now, I did get called out, and I was correctly called out on this, because in, in the video, I, I kind of put out there, it's like, I wonder if these are the same Jawas that dropped off the droids to the Lars homestead. And someone are like, it can't be because of the stormtroopers. And I was like, yeah, you, you got me there. That makes sense. I am going with it's the same fucking sand crawler, though, because these cocksuckers, you know, Jawas, they probably saw a bunch of their dead buddies shot. And they're like, oh, oh, TD, we got a whole fucking free sand crawler. Well, they, I mean, they, so they jumped in. And, yeah, because they, they blasted the tracks off of it. Yeah, I mean, come you on, Jawas, they could fix anything. Also, they, they that, find that, shit that in the head desert. that he's holding looks very familiar. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That is, I think it's CZ3. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a specific droid found in the Sandcrawler from A New Hope. Uh, And here we go. I I put this in there. I don't know if it's an egg or whatnot. I know Tones told us in Discord it's a direct nod to Iron Man 1, this scene. I'm talking about when Cobb walks out and blows up that mining tank. But I I think this is the first time in live-action Star Wars, we may have seen it in the cartoons, that we actually got to see first-person what... Uh, the Mandalorian or even a clone troopers targeting computer eye looks yeah, like. Yeah, in live action, right. for sure. I mean, it's, it's a little shit. Like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm a dork, but, that but is, I, I thought it was like, neat. That is a, a, a Favreau, also a Favreau Iron Man egg, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tones, Tones nailed that. Tones has been contributing well to the Discord. Yes. It's just a lot of times, I'll tell you people... Uh, by the time the weekend comes around, I've done all my Star Wars stuff. Like Nick said, I don't give a fuck about anyone else's Star Wars stuff. <laughs> so if I'm not commenting, remember, if you want me commenting on shit in Discord, you got to at me. Because that, that Discord's the one thing I don't actively check. Um, just more of Cobb blowing it up. I loved it. Uh, where do you think the rest of Boba's armor went? Did that get stuck in the Sarlacc's gut? I mean, it's very possible. Because the only thing that made it out was his chest plate. Helmet shoulder pads and the helmet yeah. in the pack maybe the other stuff just was small well, i guess the gauntlet to like the gauntlet gauntlets made it too yeah. and the and one of the knee things but no does boba boba ha- did boba have thigh pads uh, i'd have to go i don't think I'd he have did to go look again i have like fucking 800 boba figures and none of them are right in front of my face right now i think he did have either way who pads, gives a shit i mean maybe they just didn't make it out maybe the you know the the jawas had already hawked them maybe they were using them for yeah. something else. hey i'll tell you what man that is that's the little prologue i'm waiting for the, oh yeah, the the actual like, like how yeah, yeah like, the, the explanation let's of let's get boba. to the boba uh, yes exactly because I think they can do it in the same same way they did Cobb two three minutes see him dragging his ass out he's all beat up acid wash over his face that's why he's got the scars yep. uh, his armor protected him maybe like his legs and feet are all fucked up who knows mm-hmm. that's that's the little vignette I want to watch but that'll come up okay up next we got to see some massifs. I don't think we've seen these on screen since uh, Anakin's attack in Attack of the Clones. Yep. Uh, these are the Tusken Raider pets. I, I just, uh, well, I guess we'll talk about it when we're doing best moments, but I love Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, went back to a, a Tusken camp. Again, something we haven't seen since Anakin's murder rampage, mm-hmm. killing little babies, dogs, women, you name it. Um, um, one awesome thing about this scene I'll call out real quick is that the, all of the conversation that was had between Mando 
and the uh, the Tuscan Raider where they were doing sign language. That was actually a deaf actor who was playing the Tuscan. So all of the sign language that was being done was either inspired by real American sign language or was real American sign language. Uh, yeah, I mean, all that, like even hearing Mando use the 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 dialect where it's like it's like it's fantastic language and uh, you'd almost imagine that someone made up part of the the tuscan dialogue so i'm sure there is direct meaning but i just it's funny hearing din talk through his regulator as as din and then he just starts making like it sounds like they're fucking choking on massive bones or something (laughs) Uh, when they uh, talk, so, so yeah, I, I did like all them hanging out. From Tones, old architect, and Nico, no thigh pads on Boba. All right, thank, thank you guys. I had a brain fart there. Sometimes I get lost. Um, okay, this next one, I do not believe we've seen this before, but we finally got to see old Ben's description of how sand people hide their numbers, and that is marching in single file. We, we we got to see this a couple times. Uh, it's just cool. I mean, it, it, like I said. Regular people, they're just like, oh, it's it's a transition scene. Me, I'm like, oh, that's that's sand people marching in single file, just like old Ben told Luke. Yay, I'm a dork. Uh, moving on, I thought this was an interesting reveal, but also an Easter egg that Sarlaccs, I guess, get into a cave and then I assume they they form the pit to trap their prey. Uh, but if a crate dragon wants to, it can get into a Sarlacc pit and eat it. Eat it. Yeah, just eat it completely and, and take it and, and take its fucking hovel so uh my question is knowing how big crates are mm-hmm. how big is a fucking sarlacc they there was at one point i don't know if this was like pre-canon reset or not there was a, a description of the interior or or like a almost like a heart you know when you see like the inside of a heart and they break down like the ventricles and everything like that there was one of that for the inside of a sarlacc pit but i don't know if that's actually okay. canon anymore but it was pretty big <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you look at the fucking opening here, and if a Sarlacc made that, I mean, you could argue that the crate dragon might have burrowed it out more, but shit. I just thought it was neat to learn that crates, they're obviously the super predator on Tatooine, and if a Sarlacc pisses them off, or if they want some shelter, they'll just go in and devour it. Uh, that whole scene was funny where they peg out the bantha trying to lure it out. And then the, the sand guy's like, hur, 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 and then he gets yeah, eaten. Perfect. <laughs> um, Mando here. What the fuck did he say? Why was this an Easter egg? Uh, I got to scroll down. I forgot on the image there. It was when he was talking to the town people. He says dank there, uh, which is Star Wars slang for. You. No, that wasn't it either. Uh, just give me a vamp a little bit, Nick. Like sing a song. Sing, Here we sing go. A song. Oh, no. He um he talks about the perils of living in the Dune Sea. Okay, that's why I included it. He's like, listen, these motherfucking sand people. They've lived in yeah. the Dune Sea for a thousand years, the, the harshest place in the galaxy. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. We also learned from uh, Ben and this, that. I mean, he lived in the Dune Sea. So there we go. Sorry about that. Another uh, deleted brain cell moment. Uh, yeah, this is the Dank Ferric in. It doesn't really make sense, but it seems to be kind of some slang that they're using in Mandalorian because Mithril is the one that says it initially in S1E1 right after they uh, escaped that Ravenic or whatever the fuck that monster was called. He says, dank Ferric, and initially someone kind of translated to it could mean thank God. Yeah. Uh, but the way Mando uses it here, I would I would say it's more like fuck or shit yeah. or cocksucker sort of or son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. So... 
you know, you got to put it in there, Nick. It's been talked about before. (laughs) Here's the moment I was talking about. I do believe this is a direct nod to Boba's death. What we thought was his death. Uh, because Din knows right where to ding a Mandalorian jetpack to make it misfire. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, because during his his grand plan, which is just fucking nuts, shows you he's got Beskar balls too. He's like, listen, dude, I have an idea. I don't know how it's going to work out. You get the fuck out of here because I know how guys get. They want to be the hero. You go. You take care of the child just in case. I learned this from watching a movie called Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Bink! Hits it and he just goes. I even think they make the they even noise. put the same sound in there where it's like and he just fucking flies out. Luckily, he doesn't hit a a sail barge and fall into a sarlacc pit. But that was a direct nod to that moment. Oh, I love it. The, it's what cemented Boba as a bozo, in my opinion. So it was a nice nod. Uh, here's some of the stuff Nick was talking about. This is directly from KOTOR. Great Dragon Pearl. Uh, if, if, if you didn't know what they were celebrating there, if you thought it was another Suka, Suka, you're wrong. This is KOTOR. Uh, who was it? I mean, he actually talks about hunting crates for their pearls. Yeah. Uh, it's a little dude, the bounty hunter, Cad Nord, or what, what the fuck's his name? Nord. Yeah, somebody, isn't he the one that, that talks about Ka- Crate Dragon Pearls? Callow and- Nord's the, you actually end up killing him in, in the game, but, well, yeah, like, they, they talked about Crate Dragon Pearls, but also one of your quests when you're on Tatooine is to get the Crate Dragon Pearl for the, if you're, if you're playing it light side, it, it, again, like, that game depends on how you play it. Um, if you play it light side, you get the Crate Dragon Pearl, you give it to the Sand People. You give it to the Tuscans and like they help you understand like, you know, with with more of your quest line there. Um, yeah, and we, we also got to see the iconic Tuscan Raider celebration yeah. dance. I mean, that, that's how they celebrate. Yeah. Two hands up, either on their gaffy or their rifle. <laughs> like that type of stuff. So uh, another just fun scene. I mean, you got to love that all they wanted was to pick this thing apart. They're like our, our Native Americans of Star yeah. Wars. And you know they're going to pick that fucking thing clean. They'll probably use its ribs for their dude, shacks. I love how Mando uh, took a meat. big hunk of meat, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, he <laughs> no did, what, dude. I don't... Mando is a fucking red meat eater, yeah. bro. Yeah, he was ready. Yeah. You, you, don't become, you don't become one of the biggest pimps in the order if you don't eat fucking like 10 pounds of crate dragon sirloin. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful stuff. I love that. I love that shit. You are right. That was like, look at look at Mando. I, at first, I thought that like the child was gonna do something with it because of where he places it, but no. I think that's just for their stores for their trip. Yeah. And then here we go. One of the big ones here. We get that look. As soon as you saw it, if you're worth your salt, you know who this was. This is our guy. There's no doubt about it. I I, I think the the cloak, the texture of the cloak. Hence that he probably was the figure we saw standing over Fennec Shan's corpse in S1E5 at the end, that stinger. Uh, and just based on the way this ends, you really think Boba was just catching the twin sunset? Yeah, no, he was definitely Dude, tracking down this d- guy. Dude's been tracking the movements of Din Djarin anytime he shows up on planet. I don't, I mean, you'd, you you could probably argue they don't know each other, but clearly Mando, Mando armor, Boba's going to know a few things about that. He's going to be curious uh, because if that was him at the end of that episode, standing over Fennec, how did he know the body was there? He was clearly scouting, right? Yep. 
you know, maybe he didn't know a Mandalorian flew in the Tatooine. Maybe he did. Maybe he was out there. Maybe he heard from sand people that a Mandalorian came through and it piqued his interest. So he started tracking his trail. I mean, he is supposedly one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy. So you would think he's a pretty good tracker. Uh, but I, I do. I, th- I think Boba Fett has been tracking our Mandalorian or any Mandalorian that shows up on Tatooine. And, and this was him again at the end of a... I'm not going to say a hunt, but he is keeping his eyes on this full Beskar wearing Mando that keeps showing up on Tatooine. Yeah, I agree. And I know that there's some people out there who still think that this is Rex, Greg being one of them. And, you know, he's he's used our videos, our old videos and some old concept art. To, which to make which his, I love you, Greg, for doing yeah, that. But it just to make no his way. case for it. But I just did like based off of too many things that we know about Rex, one at the end of ROTJ, which is canon, correct, Matt? Like, at the end of ROTJ, that is Captain Rex right there in the Battle right. of Endor. The, the, the old guy in the white beard in Battle of Endor, that is Captain yeah. Rex. You remember, he he had the accelerated aging, so he looks quite old. I mean, he looks like fucking Santa Claus yeah, at this so point. so unless they, I mean, again, like, you know, you can go back and you can retcon shit, especially for Mando, I would assume that they would allow it. But given the advanced age of Rex, given the... Even the age that we saw Rex in in Rebels, which he was already kicking a white beard, he was already he was hanging out with other clones. He was fat as fuck. I mean, that's another yeah. thing. I mean, look, look how girthy Rex is compared to Boba yeah. here. And, and then just given his, like Matt said, kind of given the situation here and and how this character looks, especially the scars, um, like you were, you know, the scars, no eyebrows, no facial hair, nothing like you would assume that this Sarlax, the acid in the Sarlax stomach has really fucked up Boba's face, which is why he looks like this. Um, so I'm definitely saying that this is fat. This isn't Rex. I'm not saying that we may, that we're not going to see Rex in this series. It's possible, but this is not Rex. This is definitely. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think so. And, and I'm not saying per se that. Boba Fett knows of Din Djarin. I think it's more Boba Fett is, is fucked up. Maybe he doesn't know what to do with his life anymore. Yeah. He doesn't have his armor. Without his armor, what is he? He's just a regular guy. I mean, Cobb, Cobb Vance showed us what the power of Mando armor can do for, for anyone. Yeah. He literally knew if he got that armor, he could go and buy himself and take out an entire squad of, of mining guild henchmen. As soon as they saw the silhouette of the armor, they're like, oh, fuck. Yep. You saw all their faces. They're like, oh, fuck. I don't know if they were like, that's Boba Fett, strikes. or if it was just like, that's a Mandalorian. We're fucked. Yeah, strikes fear now, for sure. And like you said, right. he's, so, he's mentally fucked right now. I mean, he's been on Tatooine for seven, eight years. We don't know how yeah, long five, six, he's been outside of the Sarlacc pit. He may have literally just gotten out of the Sarlacc, you know, this year or whatever. <laughs> he was hanging out. He was like Jonah hanging out well, in the whale's stomach or something. Because based off of C-3PO's description of what was going to happen to Han and Luke, you know, you're going to be digested in the pit of the Sarlacc over a thousand yeah, years. Yeah, for a thousand years. So yeah, you're right. In in old canon... He got out, he was in there for like four years or something like that before he got out. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are these motherfuckers, were they eating other shit that the Sarlacc sucks down or yeah, what? Yeah, like, I how mean, are these motherfuckers I live so I have no long? idea, but he was in there for a while before he escaped Sarlacc pit in the, in the original, for, if I remember correctly, or in old canon. So, I mean, it's not like you go down there and as soon as you get in that gullet, you die. Like you literally are slowly yeah. digested. And the problem is, can you get out? 
Like that is your task once you're down there is like, can you fucking get out of there before you eventually just fucking melt or you starve to death or whatever? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I I think he's probably a slightly broken Boba. And, and again, if he's got the gaffies and the rifles, you could argue he's either killing Tuscans or working with them, talking to them, communicating with them. Yeah, Sca- even just scavenging. I mean, you know, like if a Tuscan dies, again, he just finds right, their right. shit and... Uh, but you would you would think that uh, word probably still travels even on Tatooine between the Moses. Yeah, I call him the Moses. Uh, he's probably has his ear to the ground. Like I said, he's not. I make fun of him, but he supposedly was a great bounty hunter. So, like I said, he he's got to have some tracking skills. And I would think someone that had worn the Mandalorian armor knew about the culture. We just have to assume he knew about the culture and the creed per se. Um, that any time he he would hear word of another Mandalorian showing up on this again shithole outer rim planet with nothing yeah. for anybody, he's probably interested. Yeah. Uh, why did he not go get his armor back yet? Again, I think it's because without his armor, who is yeah. he? Like, how is he gonna? He's, like, he's a nobody. He may not have even known that Cobb had it until he showed up here and and was. And, and Nick, we talk. This is another thing we we've kind of thrown out, and it may pay off. We don't know yet, but remember. When people on our Discord are like, hey, look, that's Boba's armor on the back of the bike, and I ran with it, and, and we threw out some speculation of how, why, why does Din have his armor? Well, now we know how he got yep. it, but it's still a major, there's still a lot of questions, okay? What's he going to do with it? Did he know whose Mando's armor that was, or was his reaction just solely based on the Creed, and it was Mando armor on a non-Mando? Does he know what he has? Does he know he has Boba Fett's armor? Um, the other thing now, it could be leading. I know we said this. We could pull the tape, as they say. Um, it's now looking like the whole speculation deal between these two is probably going to become reality. Yeah. Uh, you would think at this point that that Boba is either going to confront Din, get get word out there that he's looking for Din, that he knows something. Uh, but I think at this point it's it's a done deal that these two are going to meet. The armor is going to be discussed. A price will be laid out, and and a mission will be carried. Forth. Yeah, I think that it's it's going to be Boba that approaches. I think I may have mentioned this in a previous episode as well. Like, I don't think like Mando. Mando may know who Boba Fett is, like as a person, but I don't think but like the legend. Yeah, that's exactly. what I mean, like Luke Skywalker. But, but it doesn't even sound like he knows of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like so he, who like knows? Also, a majority of people probably don't even know what Boba Fett looks like because Boba Fett, if he's following Mando Creed at the very least, and we've only ever seen him follow Mando Creed with his helmet on and everything like that in terms of live action movies. Once he gets his armor. People don't even know who Boba Fett is. This motherfucker's probably walking up to people in a, in a canteen and they're like, they don't exactly. know who he is. So yeah. there's no way that somebody could point Mando to be like, oh, Boba Fett's here. He's just somewhere out in the dune seat. Like he's he's hanging out. I mean, the, the only people that could recognize Boba at this point are the would be people that, that knew what clones looked yeah. like. And that's it. Yeah. And there's not a lot of those people And left. then even if they so. saw... Even if they saw him, they wouldn't associate him with Boba Fett because they'd be like, oh, well, he, this is a clone. You know, this is this right. is one of the clones from the war that that defected or that's just out here doing his own thing. Because I would assume that nobody else knew of the deal that Django made with the Kaminoans to get, you know, to get an un, uh, an unage affected clone as his son. So yeah. 
I mean, we do know Django had no issues taking his helmet off. So yeah, that's, that's why I've always said. I mean, how much, how much did Django actually believe in the creed? Did the creed even exist back then? Because this could be another one of those Star Wars kind of yeah. rewrites where they create something to tell and that's a story what I now. Think, like the creed itself, probably like the enforcement of the creed started post the slaughter, the siege of Mandalore, and the slaughter of the Mandalorian culture and people. And I think that the armor kind of mentioned that in season one is that right. the, the helmet thing was basically to hide their identities from all of those who would be hunting them. Yeah, that, that became necessary after the fall of the Mandalorian world, the culture, the people, yeah. right? Because you don't have to be Mandalorian to be a Mandalorian. Yes. So... Yeah, it, it's this interesting is. shit. It's just, it, where do we go from here? I guess we'll, we'll get into our top moments. We're actually getting a lot of good commentary in the live stream. Uh, like we're, so, I, I agree. I think when these two meet, it probably will be Boba just showing up, sneaking up on Din, if you will. I don't know if it's going to be a seek-out meeting at this point. Uh, I, I honestly, just based on how this episode ended, I had a feeling we may get to see their meeting in episode two, but based on our next topic, I don't think that's going to be the case. It, it may be down the road, but Nico's got a decent theory in here. Like th they befriend each other, baby heals them up. They're all good. And then Boba steals the baby for the remnant. Uh, that would be a great heal. Like that would be boba right yeah, there the heel I, turn. I do like that like, nico i do like the heel turn again i don't um, know man yeah so like in in my opinion i don't i think that it's definitely going to be more of a friendly approach from boba whether the heel turn happens or not but i think that like at this point i don't think that he can afford to make enemies fat that is and and it, it makes no sense that he would be an enemy of the mandalorian yeah, our guy did exactly. it just there there's there's nothing unless they paint new backstory for us to where these two had interacted previously, have beef, this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked it. I, I really want to see where this goes. I was hoping, like I said, we'd, we'd get, we would get the, the team up or the meeting of the Mandos in episode two. But like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's inevitable at this point in this season uh, I do think this is the Mandalorian that Boba or Din is looking for, though. Uh, outside of Sabine, there's uh, or Bo, but really this guy, there, there's not many Mandalorians that would have more direct knowledge of current Force users. Yep. Uh, I mean, this guy knew all about the Jedi. He watched a arena full of them, and he watched one kill them. He tried to assassinate a Jedi himself. Uh, he worked with a fallen Jedi uh, on a lot of stuff. He knew of Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi, literally tried to kill yep. him. Uh, so uh, Boba, like I said, outside of Sabine or Bo, makes a ton of sense as a source of the type of information Din needs. So that could be the, the callback later on in the season. And remember, I believe Filoni's doing episode five. Yes. So, so keep an eye on that one. If, if we do not pick up on, on Tatooine, which would be a first... We've never seen a Mandalorian episode extend into another. He's always either in space or already on another planet, right? Yeah, I think I think so. So we've never seen him just he he was on Navarro and then episode two he's still on Navarro. That has not happened. Uh, I guess it had from episode, episode one, one to two, two that transition. But I don't know the way this one ended. I think it was like, oh yeah, Mando did his job. He he found the Mando that he was told about. It didn't pan out. He's leaving Tatooine. Yeah. And given the the plot synopsis for 
episode two, which is our next article to go over. Well, let's go through a few best moments real quick that we might have missed, Nick. Uh, I, I like Mando's, again, the balls of Beskar at the beginning where he's, he's clearly cornered and, and he still is the one making threats to Gore. He's like, hey, dude. Just, just give me the fucking information and I'll let you leave alive. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just like, he, he knows that they, they can't really kill him. Yeah, I, I just like that. I mean, that's just, again, that's just him being a fucking pimp. Uh, the, the headbutt punch stop was one of the coolest stunt fight moves I've ever seen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, rewatch that fight scene from the beginning. The, the, the horn guy punches him twice in his helmet on the third one. Din's like, you know what? Here we go. So he leads in with his head <laughs> to essentially break the guy's hand. It was fantastic. <laughs> Pally, we talked about. Love seeing her again, especially her talk on the baby. Uh, Cobb, obviously his reveal was fantastic. All that was great. Uh, blowing up the, the, the ship, that nod, the, the crate dragon. We hit, I mean, okay, we hit I, basically everything. The only thing... The child, the child hiding yeah, that, in the spittoon the, was definitely his highlight. Yeah. And, and when he's riding on the back of the bike with his ears flowing. Dude, I will say that I thought that there was going to be a little bit more focus on the child up front in episode one. But there was almost no focus on the child, which is, hey. to me, good. Because I don't want this show... Right. The, sh- the show's called The yeah. Mandalorian. Like, I don't want this show to become anchored on this kid nah like it, it great, no, the, the kid you know. the, the child is a the child is a a narrative delivery device that's it the, the, the narrative's still about the man yeah. though um what else I, I did like teaming up with the tuscans we talked yeah. about that kind of humanizing them a bit really the the whole crate dragon battle was fucking rad yeah. i loved when when Cobb was like fuck this dude let's do something mm-hmm. And they throw on that armor and you get to see two jetpack wearing, well, one jetpack wearing Mando and another one wearing Mando jetpacks take off and kind of look like badasses. Yeah. Uh, it's just fucking anytime you see a dude on a jetpack shooting shit with a laser gun, it's neat. Jared has a question for us. Uh, he yeah. says, do you think it was weird when Pelly said, thank the force? No, because I mean, the force is a common thing in this galaxy still. Uh, people just at this point, well, they probably still did believe in Jedi a bit. Thanks to what Luke did. It was now when we're getting up to Ray and Ray and Finn and all them, we're talking decades at this point where there were no Jedi. Uh, the force wasn't something that was really being used out in the open. Yeah. And it was more like Um, the, the only at, at that point with Ray, since Luke had been gone for essentially 10 years, the only presence of the force in the galaxy was being used by evil people. And usually you won't thank the force when the force is literally ripping people's throats out so um but in this instance i do agree with you that like the legend of luke skywalker is still strong the the we got i think i think we from a big amish here i think we address this in another cast nick but we also talked about how maybe din and boba could team up to get the child back from gideon yeah like 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 uh din kind of how they did here like hey i'll give you the fucking armor if you come help me do this shit like that uh, what else we got? Oh, I, I want to point this out. And I think someone just, just uh, mentioned this in the chat here. But did anyone else notice that I think it was at least 10, 15 minutes, the whole crate dragon battle expanded into like an IMAX presentation? 
check it out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, scroll to when the battle starts. You will see the black bars on your screen disappear. Um, and then when the battle's over, you'll see them come back. And it, it, they, they presented it in a IMAX fashion because obviously it was a big scene, big yeah, action. I did not recognize that, but good call. Um, all right. Uh, last bit. We're almost done here, people. The uh, Din's idea on how to beat the crate Dragon, it was just fucking... It was amazing. I mean, the guy clearly is selfless, right? Not something you would associate with bounty hunters by trade. Uh, he's always looking to, I don't think he's like, I got to be the hero, but he's always the one like, listen, I- I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the hard shit. I'm going to take this fucking thing out. And he literally becomes bait. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. I, I thought he was just going to stand there, Nick, till it got close so the so the crate would eat the, the bomb-laden Bantha. But no, he's like, he fuck went it. In with it. I, I am going in. Yeah. And he goes in. <laughs> and, you know, you all know, like, I don't think anyone was really worried here. Uh, but he goes in, fucking zaps the guy so he opens his mouth and then blows him the fuck up. Uh, I will be one of those Star Wars fans, and I just, I, I question how... Din could go into his mouth and not get melted by the venom that was being sprayed on other people that was kind of melting them. Uh, but it is science fiction, so I'm not really going to worry about yeah. it. Uh, and if you want to say he he's wearing Beskar, I agree, but he's not wearing Beskar everywhere. Yeah. So there, there's that too. So, all right, a couple more things from live stream chat. So Jared says Din doesn't know what the force is, so it was weird. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, and I'm not saying this like, at, like against Jared or anything like that, but I feel like people treat Din like he doesn't know anything in the Star Wars universe a lot, like that he is just some sort of like he's ambivalent to stuff that happens and he doesn't like. To me, of course he knows what the Force is. Like he literally had a conversation with the Armor, where the Armor was like, "Yes, we had the, the Mandalorian Wars versus the Jedi, and he's a Mandalorian. He would know about the Mandalorian Wars, and he would ne- they would have taught him about Revan and Malak and the Jedi." fighting against the Mandalorians and how the, the Jedi have this power. They don't, I mean, maybe he doesn't know it's called. The well, Force, I mean, I, I guess like, uh, they, uh, they treat people treat Din like he's a dumbass sometimes, but like, well, I, I, I here, I'll just, I'll, I'll kind of give you the counter argument based on what we've seen. And based on the way Din reacts to the child, he'd never seen shit move with hands and oh, mind. Yeah, I don't think he's Even seen when it. he goes into armor, he's like, hey, it, it, it saved me. It can move stuff with its mind. And that's when she's like, well, yeah, there's this race of fucking sorcerers. So maybe, maybe he didn't exactly know. In terms of the phrase, thank the force, to me, that's no different than like, hey, thank God. It's yeah, shit like, like that I, in the Star Wars universe. Just, it's just an expression. I just feel like he would have heard the tales, like being raised by Mandalorians how do you not hear about the Mandalorian Wars? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You're exactly right. But then why did he not know what the fuck the child was yeah, doing? Why didn't he say, oh, the child used the force to save us? He said that he can do stuff like magic. Yeah, but I don't think that like, it's almost like a disassociative thing when you're a child and you hear about like, you know, skydiving and you're like, oh, well, that sounds cool. And then like, you don't, you don't actually know, or like you, you hear about something, but you don't know what it is even the first time you see it because it's so distanced from a, like somebody telling you what it is. And right. so, yeah, you're probably right. He probably has heard about all this stuff. Yeah. He may have never just heard the word. It's, it's called the force. Yeah. They, they probably talked about it in terms of magic, sorcery, shit like yeah. that. 
so I, I think a lot of people think Din is is stupid based on the way his action figure face looks from Hasbro. Yeah. And then somebody I th- asked, I think that's what uh, our Lieutenant Jesse asked, what do you think happened to uh, Slave One? Because he heard that Maz Kanata had it on Takadana. I don't. Yeah, you know, uh, Bib Fortuna, he died too. Yeah, so Fortuna. it was probably that big ass toad that hung back at Jabba's palace. He's probably cruising yeah. around in it right now. That might be something else that comes up in this season too. Is his his ship, his slave one? Where I do. I mean, how badass would it be to go back to Jabba's palace? What, what's going on at Jabba's palace? Think about it. Yeah, somebody had to take. I mean, it he over. he is. He was the crime lord of that planet and the, that the outer rim, and he just is dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happened to it? I mean, obviously that's something that could be explored. Maybe that's where fucking Boba Fett's hanging out. You never know. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? I, I liked. Uh, obviously, I, I enjoyed Cobb Vanth as a character. I thought it was fun, uh, and I do think these two will meet again. I think so too. I agree. And obviously the the big end, we, we kind of already talked about all this shit. So there you go. That is the Star Wars Time Show uh, breakdown of The Mandalorian, S2, E1, The Marshal. We kind of went all over the place. We gave you our impressions of the episode. We listed some eggs. We talked about best moments. It was fantastic. Okay. Uh, I don't expect... I don't expect the greatness to go down as we move through this season. I expect it to go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if the episodes will be this long. I kind of hope they are not. I know that's blasphemy, but again, I got work to do. Mm-hmm. So the longer they are, the longer it takes. <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, okay. So we did get a synopsis for S2E2. So don't know the official title yet. Might know that by tomorrow. I think Disney will start putting out official episode assets on their media site on Wednesday. So I'll be looking tomorrow. So make sure to stay tuned to starwarstime.net. Uh, but we did get a leak on Reddit because that's what Reddit is good for. And this is why I was kind of teasing that I, I don't think we're going to get to see the meet and greet between Boba and Din quite yet. Because yeah. uh, the synopsis for S2E2, the Mandalorian must ferry, keyword, a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. And my friends, I have to say, I think we're going to get to see our gecko and egg canister speculations play out in this episode. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, like you said, fairy I, I mean, is the, big. The, the, the fairy word, yeah, come on. I mean, the fairy word gives it away. Yeah, fairy is big. That's clearly like a, hey, we're on a boat, <laughs> like, you know. Uh, and I wouldn't say that Boba Fett's armor necessarily qualifies as precious cargo. So at this point, here's my speculation yikes. for episode two. We are going to get to see the the scenes from the trailer where Din and the child, they're in this watery planet. They meet up with these gecko characters. I do believe that egg canister probably is their offspring. And for whatever reason, they need Din to help them out. Uh, So I I do think we're going to get to see those trailer bits play out in this episode. I unfortunately, even though I thought we were after I saw the end of episode one, I do not think uh, we're going to, I don't think episode two is going to start with Din on Tatooine. I think he's going to be en route or already on this uh, shitty looking water planet. I agree. Either like we catch him like coming down and landing on it or he's already there. So yeah, I agree with you that this is 
Yeah, and the, and the big prediction, like I said, I, I do think this is going to be the gecko and egg yeah. canister episode. I, I can't really tell you why that matters, but we would have to assume that if he's helping these aliens, that it's also helping his his cause. Because while I said the Mando has definitely showed that he has empathy, he's also someone that takes his quest seriously. And I do not think he would just be out dicking around... Uh, helping people for shits and giggles. I mean, he did what he did in episode one because he wanted the armor without being a dickhead and murdering someone for it. Yeah, it's right. it would be. You I would, mean, he showed up on man uh, on Tatooine to find a a Mandalorian. He technically found that it didn't turn out to be what he was told. So I do think he's out of there. It would be really weird if, unless there was some sort of extremely dangerous situation that that he would bring these people or bring this creature along with him without them having some sort of link to what he needs yeah i do i just i i think the ferry and the precious cargo to me lends itself to being this is going to be the gecko seeds Mm -hmm. which could also mean we may get the Sasha Banks character scene as well i'm still still not sure if those are all from the same sequence but just based on the color grading of of the of the cinematics we see in the trailers i i do think this episode we're going to get the sasha tease i'm not saying we're going to find out who she is i i think it may kind of be like the boba fett reveal in e1 where they show her she's clearly interested in in din and what he's doing but i don't know if we're going to get any more than i mean sasha could be another fucking bounty hunter because we know that bounty hunters are after this motherfucker like we know that other people are after him based off of what you know has happened what's gone down with the remnant what's gone down especially yeah yeah by the way moff gideon is still alive yeah like (laughs) he's probably sending people out to hunt this motherfucker so she could be one of gideon's henchmen she could just be another person that was hired by you know by gideon another bounty hunter that's going after him uh i imagine that that he is a marked man in this galaxy now along with which is you know which is very odd to say, but along with, you know, Grief and Kara and, and everybody else on Navarro who was with him, you know, th- all of those people are probably have a death mark in terms of, you know, what Gideon right. wants done to him. I, I mean, we, we also know from the trailers at one point the New Republic is hounding his yeah, ass. And I, yeah. uh, I mean, th- they could be like, dude. We know about your cargo because you have that. The, the remnant is going nuts. You need to fucking yeah, turn get, that shit over. Away, yeah. I mean, I, I could almost see that angle. Like, dude, get the fuck. Yeah. You, you're just you're just causing more chaos. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're getting for S two E two. I do think it's going to be the the watery episode based on some of the trailer footage we've seen, and we'll hopefully finally learn what that damn egg canister is all about. It's important. I mean, it's important enough to make it into a fucking toy. Uh, so I don't think it's just going to be uh, the, the the food sack. I do think the child will be interested in eating those little baby geckos, but uh, th- there's going to be some sort of importance to get Din to team up with these motherfuckers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So there we go. Take it to the bank. We'll see what happens Friday morning. And if we hit on any, please, like last week, scream it out to the world. <laughs> be like, these idiots miss 99% of their speculations, but they hit on the 1%. That makes them gods. Thank you. Okay, well, at this point, Nick, foreign or international-based Disney Plus social media accounts are doing their damnedest to out the live-action Ahsoka Tano actress. 
Uh, this is the second. I didn't even post the third one. There is another one where I guess emails were going out to international fans uh, like, hey, the Mandalorian season two is back. And this time we've got stars like Timothy Oliphant and Rosario Dawson. <laughs> it's like, OK, <laughs> Sasha Banks. And we, we know she's in here, but. This one comes from Disney Plus India, and this is legit. They, they actually deleted the Instagram, but luckily someone screenshotted it. Uh, and they put out this graphic. Like, there, there's no way to kind of spin this. What does Ahsoka Tano's live-action <laughs> avatar look like? Rosario Dawson is set to play the famous Clone Wars Jedi. Like, come on, <laughs> like, man. Like... <laughs> I don't know. It's like, okay, if it was bullshit, why'd they delete it, right, Nick? I mean... Yeah, like, there's no reason to to delete a post if it's not, like, I don't know. This clearly, (laughs) they fucked up. And then the who is she, and that is the, is Sasha Sasha Banks in for a cameo or joining in on the action? Um, So that's basically basically saying, is she going to be a recurring or is she a cameo character? Um, Yeah, I mean, Ahsoka's in this live action uh and it's rosario dawson this is about as hard confirmed as you can get even after the last hard confirmation from right i mean because uh, remember the last one was from exactly (laughs) and as i said i I didn't post one other but i guess they're sending out promo emails for the return of the mando i don't know if they're to get people to subscribe to disney plus uh, but they out rosario in that as well so it's kind of a bummer, but this is one that, I don't know, they, they clearly were unable to contain. Um, they weren't even able to contain the Boba deal. I still think we got our, the child-esque reveal of episode one, like I said we were going to get. I mean, that was still kind of like, oh shit. I mean, we, we got the armor and we got yeah. the dude. I mean, we kind of, uh, so, I feel like this one was a, like, I I don't know if it was due to all the speculation leading up to the season or you know, all the little drops from, you know, Tamira's agency or something like that. But I feel like this one was a little bit easier to pick out than the baby, but it's still huge. Like this is literally the biggest thing that you could bring back from the original trilogy is Boba Fett. I, I, I mean, outside of throwing in fucking CG, Han Solo. Like yeah, Carrie. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. So, hey, we didn't we didn't spoil it. We just uh, threw it out there also, and spoiled it for people just, that just aren't looking at Disney Plus heads India. Up, like, I, I, I'm not going to call like we have a spoiler channel in our in our discord. I made that so people can discuss Mando and stuff like that. But if you're looking at a Mandalorian Easter egg season one, season two, episode one article or video. Right. And you're like, what do you mean you have a spoiler in there? It's like, fuckhead. You clicked on it. <laughs> like exactly. you open the Nick. article. I, I don't I don't typically like to use that type of language. I don't like to get worked up on this show. <laughs> so I'm glad you said it. But I'm glad you said it. You're right. I, I, I try. Like I'm not gonna be a complete dickwad clickbaiter in titles either. I mean, look at this article. Disney Plus India confirmed a huge Mandalorian S2 fan favorite character. You have to be the cunt to click on that and see the image. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Like. Although I think I did post the image right to IG, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. If you're following Star Wars content, you already know she's been revealed 5,000 times. I won't use a screenshot of her actual live-action Ahsoka in my thumbnail, but it is what it is, people. Get over it. Okay, we've made it to the toy talk. Nick, we're doing good, man. In terms we're doing of time, good. we're, all, we're le- under two hours into we're the show. Good. We're already I, at I'm, toy time. 
I'm definitely coming up on my first piss of the show. I can feel it. It's starting to peg my old man prostate, but I think I can uh, possibly get through some of the toy reveals because I know I have to because you have no interest in them. <laughs> so let's get right to it. These will be quick because I can feel it at the tip of my pee. There you go. Hey, Mando Monday, it's back. And boy, do they have a lot of tchotchke shit. Uh, we, we didn't get a lot of action figures, didn't get any Black Series stuff. I mean, it's really starting to get into the Mandalorian is full on in the Lucasfilm licensing juggernaut program where you're going to see shit on everything from condom wrappers, toilet paper, you name it. You're going to see Din's face, the child's face, anyone's face. It's all over the place, right? Yeah. Hey, look there, it's Bossajan showed up. Hey now, hey now, hey now. But we did get some vintage collection. Vintage collection has definitely, uh, their collectors have been getting their taints tickled these past few months, Nick. Uh, for some reason, I guess we need another vintage collection Din Djarin in, in full Beskar. <laughs> but he has he has that old uh, thigh pad that they didn't explain Ugh. how it turned full Beskar in the new season. But there you go. Uh, you can grab. I don't know if he's still available. He was at Hasbro Pulse and Amazon. It's just like last week they revealed the, the same vintage collection Din, but he had a removable helmet and the child with him. Yeah, so it's sold it out is. on Hasbro Pulse. So there you go. Uh, we got a Funko, which uh, this is how I kind of thought Mando Mondays would go. Not this first one. I, I really thought they would highlight some of the action scenes, imagery shown off in the previous episode. Funko looks like they, they took that idea and ran with mm -hmm. it because we have a Funko pop din riding on a Bantha. Yep. Um, but I was like, I was expecting, you know, where the, where, where's Cobb Vanth? How do, how do you not how do you not drop a Cobb Vanth figure on the Mando Monday after the Marshall? Dude, I mean, fucking Funko makes little pops for literally everything else, so it doesn't make any sense to me why they. Well, I'm do not it even talking about Funko. I'm, I'm talking about oh, Hasbro. Hasbro. Like, how, how do we not have a Cobb Vanth figure? And I'll tell you what. And I knew this would happen. And it, I think it only took maybe 24 hours. The the, the motherfucking Star Wars customizer community. In particular on Instagram, because I don't really fuck with those people on Facebook, because Facebook to me is is death. <laughs> I, I don't use it anymore. I haven't deleted it because it's linked into some shit. I need to figure out how to just completely decouple it because it's hell. Uh, but Nick, I, I, I'd say there's at least three or four people now that have customized out of random Marvel figures, Star Wars figures, uh, sequel trilogy figures, you name it. Cobb Vanth and they they look fucking great really they um that's impressive yes I, I I've shared a few uh 12 Parsec Customs put one out uh, like a salacious B crumb account I think put one out and tagged us uh I sometimes I'll share a lot of the custom stuff just in our story but uh the customizer community is, is on top of this I was just hoping we might have gotten a Cobb on the Mando Monday following his reveal but what the fuck do I know right what the fuck do I know <laughs> Uh, and then really the only other thing that may be interest to people if you got little kids is you can now get exclusive Build-A-Bear Mandalorian I shit. didn't even know Build-A-Bear <laughs> was still a thing, but that's pretty cool. It is. <laughs> and the two we're looking at, they're online exclusive. So you got a bear that looks like Din and then you got the pram for the child. Yeah. Um, so that was just kind of like the, 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 the smaller figures later on the day. Thanks to Xclue, uh, I, I just kind of have a roundup post, but we, we got a lot of stuff revealed. Uh, this to me, guys, I'm not going to lie. This is getting ridiculous with Hot Toys. 
um, a one quarter scale Mando in the child set. That is insane. I'm going to go to the potty right now. So Matt, you run with this for a second. Uh, all right, good. All right. So those of you, like I was going to say, Nick, Nick has seen me in real life. A one quarter scale figure is essentially the size of me. Okay. So when we're talking about one quarter scale Mando and child, this thing is going to be fucking huge. It's going to be like having a miniature person in your collectibles room. And yes, it looks fucking fantastic. Okay. We got the images up here on the live stream. It looks fantastic. But is he going to look that much better than the one six scale? I don't think so. I don't think so. And he's, it's going to take up a, a ton of space. Um, but you got these two sets. So there's going to be a standard and there's going to be a deluxe. And what we're looking at here is the deluxe version. And the deluxe version will yield you, uh, I'm going to call it an artistic looking display stand because I don't quite understand what's going on down here. Uh, the Mando is kind of holding the E-Web from the S1E8 episode, but then he's standing on the carcass of IG-11 and his own helmet. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't really know what the hell that's all about, but it's like I said, it's it's like an artistic display stand. Uh, there is going to be a deluxe and standard version of this set. And, and like I said, the, the difference is the figure stand pricing. My friends, this is where stuff starts to get a little nutty. The standard set for the one quarter scale Mando and child, we're talking 545. The deluxe just for the stand kicks it up to 655. That is All right? disgusting. So, Nick, what I was saying, this this one quarter scale guy would essentially and you can attest to this, it, it would be like buying a version of me. Yeah. Right. His 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 height would be just about my size. Yeah. I mean, so he's he's a, he's a space waster, in my opinion. This, this is something I easily said no to from Hot Toys. I'm not getting into one, one quarter, quarter scale. scale. Collected. So is this like in So it is. This is a fully articulated figure, not just a statue. Uh, oh, dude, it'd be like having my buddy, my <laughs> buddy everywhere he goes. I go. I'm telling you, it would be like having a person because I, I have the uh, the the NECA quarter scale turtles, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. They're huge. <laughs> they are huge. I mean, they're they're oh, they're almost three feet tall. It's like, no, I mean, they yes. This looks fucking badass. But what the fuck no, are you going to I, do? I draw with that? the line there. No, I draw the line. Yeah, even taking pictures of this motherfucker. I mean, you'd have to be, I mean, either using a wide angle lens or, I mean, we're talking, you're going to be yards and yards away from your subject just to get him in frame. So hard pass on the one quarter scale. Ain't fucking happening. So don't even try to push me over the cliff, you scumbags. <laughs> uh, we also got, and I was kind of disappointed at Sideshow. But we're finally getting a high-end premium format Moff Gideon figure. Uh, Exclude was saying it was a statue. I'm going to call bullshit on that. It's a figure. Okay. And I think it is a 1-6 scale figure. Jesus. Protein shakes. But like I said, I, I, I like Sideshow. I own a Sideshow figure. They made that Mythos Obi-Wan that's badass. But when it comes to who do I think makes the best looking 1-6 scale figures, it, it's Hot Toys. It's not even close. Hot Toys. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still kind of holding out for Hot Toys to make a Gideon because I would add him to my wave of the Mandalorian Barbies. Is There's it no doubt about just it. just me or does his... 
like is that like a reflection in his right eye like it looks like his right eye has like some sort of white it, it might be a reflection. yeah it, it, it's probably just a light reflect reflection because I, I sometimes have to wipe those out because these figures i mean they have great detailed eyes but they're kind of like little mirrors yeah. that will reflect any scenery that you see in their eyes any light and sometimes it, it works perfectly because it makes it look like someone has a twinkle in their eye but yeah i'm with you it looks a little wonky yeah uh, the Gideon, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, eats. I, I got to see it in person. And again, these are these aren't final renders. I would say the face is slightly off, uh, but I like everything else I'm seeing. If he's got the light up chest the, protector, that'd be great. The 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 leather pimp pants, I mean, the, the fucking dark the, the saber. Dark saber is pretty pretty keen looking there. I like it. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe this is his stand. The stand is his busted out tie, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it is a premium format figure. All we have right now is an RSVP link. That's all you can do. You can just sign up, sell your data to Sideshow, <laughs> and they'll let you know when you can come and pay them for him. And then last but not least, for you all that still get into stylized collectibles, this is something I have, I, I guess, sometimes sadly, completely fallen out of favor with. I mean, this used to be my favorite type of style to collect, the Super Deformed. Uh, but we got a new Disney Toy Box Slave One set that you can you can grab now for like thirty five bucks. Uh, it may it may be good for little kids, but again, if you if you like the stylized collection, if you like the Star Wars Infinity figures, it, this kind of has that look to it. Uh, obviously, nothing's to scale. The Boba is just as big as the fucking Slave One, uh, but it's it's like Fisher Price shit. That's how I look at these Toy Box figures. Yeah, I mean they're cute, they're fun. Uh, I'm sure that. You could have some pretty cool scenes with them if you are an inventive toy photographer. But again, man, it's just like it's there's so many things. There's so many. It's never ending, Nick. I think you're after like two years of this where I actually because we didn't really fuck with toys before we made the switch. I I knew we kind of had to sell our souls a bit to to form a bit of an audience. So I figured why not go with something I'm super passionate about the, the collecting and the photography. And here we are. Um, it's just, it's so much shit, Nick. It's never, it's nonstop for us Star Wars fans that are also collectors. And look what they're doing with this. I mean, for the next seven weeks, we're going to have days like this where there are thousands of dollars of Mandalorian shit to potentially buy every fucking Monday. It's nonstop. It's so crazy. It's, it's exhausting. Like (laughs) it's nuts. It is just every week you're like, oh, new, new. $250 here, $50 here, $35 here. It's like, what the fuck, man? You have to be. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about just non Star Wars stuff coming up for me. Think about what next week is. $1,000 are already out the door for next Tuesday because that's new console day. Yep. Oh, yeah. Gone. Like, I've already already committed to drop a G plus tax. Gone. It's gone. iPhone 12 Pro Max goes on sale this Friday. Dude. Good chance homeboy here is going to upgrade because I fucking subsidize my phones anyways. I might as well just get the new one and keep paying for it through Verizon, right? That is the American fucking way. <laughs> Zero interest payments for life. Uh, so I, I could potentially have multi thousands of dollars flowing out of my little shitty wallet just in the next seven days. So like I said, back here, this quarter scale nonsense. No, yeah, that's not going to fucking insanity. happen. Insanity. Not going to happen. That's insanity. But yeah, I, I will also uh, have 500. Oh shit, look at this. Tong Wars showed up. This I think it's the first time we had a, a, a Tong Wars up in this piece. Yeah, welcome to the show, my friend. So 
Uh, yeah, lots of money. Five hundred bucks for me going. Oh yeah, this is something. Right. I I mainly have just stuck to the figure stuff here, but uh, action figure noob, he's also joining us. This is like a fucking party. <laughs> we got all the super fans on here right now. I'm liking this shit. It is like we're all hanging out. It's fun, right? It's fun. <laughs> Sean Forney wants us to have a tip jar. Do it. By the way, our YouTube channel is not even big enough to do anything with monetization, so don't worry about it. Shit's all free. <laughs> Shit is good to go. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, lines have been drawn for me. I, I got to start scaling back. I think I'm going to go on and start canceling a lot of non-Star Wars pre-orders I had out there. Uh, like the, I see the Popeye and Brutus sets are going out from Mezco. And I really want them, but do I really need it? It's just going to add to the toy shooting stress. I actually got a shoot last week, Nick, and I got a thousand like shot out there of it. So go. it's like, all right. I need to hunker down. I need to take my time, do scenes, and just get through my fucking back catalog. There you go. So quit sending me shit that I need to buy, Hasbro, and all of you (laughs) other enablers. Uh. All right, last one before we get into the fan segment. Record time here. I'm proud of ourselves, Nick. We're doing good. We're doing work. Uh, But we got an update on the HasLab Razorcrest project. Okay? Okay. And it's a good one. Just last week, we we showed off the, the painted model. We we jerked off a little bit over how great it looks. And we talked about how it, it it's starting to add more tiers. Well, guess what? There's now a tier four and a tier five. And tier four has already been unlocked. Wow. Tier four will now, it's unlocked. So now anyone that has backed the HasLab Razorcrest will get this nice clear display stand <laughs> to make it look like it's flying. And they also announced a tier five, which is going to unlock at 17,000 backers. And it's none other than everyone's favorite off-world Jawa, an elder that is Arvala Seven, the Suka King or Queen. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're going to get this exclusive Jawa figure that literally comes with the Suka, uh, the Suka knife. Yeah. Uh, Suka with Suka coming out like Suka Suka Suka. that's still one of my favorite moments when they're all chanting Suka (laughs) you gotta love Jawas I mean they're the biggest fucking degenerate assholes in Star Wars they are they're they're degenerates over the Suka and they're assholes over their scavenging they're like uh, they're like flea market salesmen (laughs) like yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're hustlers, dude. You got to love these. They, they probably do cocaine all day yeah. long and just fucking scavenge and make deals. How do you deals. think they That's stay it. up and drive those sand crawlers all the time? You know they're on some of the, you know, Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing bumps of spice. Yeah, Arvala is taking a hit of spice yeah. off, a, off her homie's shoulder. Like, ah, Suka! <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I mean, that is a cool uh, so, figure, yeah. though. Off-world Jawas do look pretty awesome. I guess we could go do a live check on the uh, HasLab, see where it's at. Because as of when I wrote that yesterday, it was at a little over 15,000 backers. Uh, Hold on one second. Pulling it up here in the live stream. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hit the 17,000 just based on the movement from yesterday till today. It's only up to 15.6. It needs to get to 17,000 to hit that tier five. And there's only six days left. Um, so might not, there you might go. Not get I mean, there. Might not get there. Yeah. If you haven't backed it yet and you're not going to get robbed, like all our fellow collectors that don't live in America. I mean, literally these poor suckers are spending $700 on this thing, uh, where we just have to plunk down three fifty. 
Uh, you may want to get get at it because it closes in six days, seven hours, and your buddy Matt wants that fucking Jawa. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they would just release this separately anyway. I mean, clearly... Well, I, I do think they are because I read the fine print and apparently the big what's going to make this Jawa exclusive is that she or he is coming on this card back, I believe. Mm, okay. So it's usually it'll probably be they'll have that card back and, you know, maybe the knife is different than the, than the standard release. Yeah. So, OK, uh, but yeah, here we go. We, we got the all the tiers have been unlocked. Those that forget the tiers will do one more uh uh, reminder unlock one was the escape pod unlock two was the exclusive child figure with end of season one hover pram unlock three was the four carbonite blocks unlock four is the display stand and then the one we're shooting for here is our little jawa elder beautiful well worth go do it this really is going to be a a fantastic display I mean, for piece, 352 people. I- given how much you pay for fucking one six scale like individual figures from like hot toys 350 dollars for 118 scale full razor crest that comes with everything that it comes with is an insanely good value yeah i i mean it's it's hard to say that when you know how many thousands of dollars i've given hasbro over the years but you are i mean based on some of the other shit i've i've purchased yes it is a pretty yeah yeah, pretty damn good value so uh good stuff there back it if you haven't if not you suck. Yes. All right, my friend, we've gotten here in record time, or at least record time compared to how we've been <laughs> uh, spitting out with the weekly Star Wars time shows. But we've made it to the fan segment, which means we're going to start with the fan question of the week. And I kind of like what you went with. I don't know if we're going to keep this up for all um, of the seven remaining episodes. It may make sense because I think it adds discussion, lets the fans kind of contribute to our own Mandalorian talk that we just it's had. It's also but, easy for me because uh, I don't have to think of some There you go. Question. All right. Well, then, <laughs> then there we go. So un- until the Mandalorian is over, this is going to be our question of the week every week. <laughs> so once you're done watching the episode of the Mando, start thinking about your what time. you enjoyed about it because that is what nicky boy is going to ask you uh so let's just go ahead and pull up the question of the week okay that's not it the question to fans is it yes one of these days i'm, I'm worried i'm gonna bring up our one channel where we just talk shit about yeah, all the fans like, did you fucking like, that see, one's a fuckhead did you see what <laughs> fucking bastajan said today fucking greg <laughs> is so dumb yeah like just, we have a Slack channel. It's just called Shit Talk. Yeah, it's just uh, everything that you don't want to see. All right, Nick. The question's up on the screen. This is my turn to go ahead and let my prostate drain. So uh, kick off the question, In- which we just kind of did. And I'm going to move us to the first reply. Take some time on it so I can get my Wii out because I think Bossa Jans is next. Yes, yeah, he's coming go. up. So question of the week this week is, first episode of Mando Season 2 is here. What were your favorite moments and you've already heard all of ours we went over that extensively along with the egg so we'll kick it off with you guys first up is eku rory which i believe is a personal friend of mr matt haywood and he says when the sand people rejoiced with the discovery of the pearl it's the simple things i mean that's just a huge moment in terms of an easter egg if you're a star wars fan in terms of just callbacks to other celebratory moments for the for the Tuscan Raiders, the same people there, like we called out their celebration, they're lifting their arms up with their fucking gaffy sticks and their, their rifles. And then that crate dragon pearl, 
So I, I will tell you, as I was watching it, I, I reached out to Matt and I was like, all right, I'm starting my watch through. And he's like, all right, let me know, like, if you catch the stuff, like what you catch. And I was kind of, I don't want to say I was live tweeting, but I was going, like, I was typing back to Matt every now and then I was like, you know, oh, this, this was in, this was in, this one. And when yeah, he was, he was scaring me. Like he is getting to the point where it's like, I, it sounds like he may have seen something that I want to spit out to him, but I, I don't want to. Yeah, no, but I, I caught it all. And then when that Pearl moment came out at the end, I, I, I messed up. I was like, they even got the Pearl in, which to me was like, okay, they put the crate Dragon in and they put the whole like cooperating with Tuskins in, which was enough for me. But when they got to the end and they lifted that Pearl up, I was like, wow, fucking Filoni and Favreau went all the way. Like they spared no expense to yeah, quote totally. John yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it. It was one of our, our favorite moments yeah. as well. I, I really did like seeing the Tuscan Raiders humanize. Uh, you know, they, they, they're, they're essentially the Native Americans of Star Wars. You know, people show up on their planet, fuck with them, steal their shit. And then when they come back and fuck with them and steal their shit back, they're the ones called barbarians and stuff because they don't speak basic or whatever yeah, it's called exactly. in Star like Wars. Like they were, they literally had their land taken away from them and colonized by everybody else it's kind of fucked up right i mean the whole reason they were fucking with most pelgos because they were stealing their water yeah. so it's just like I, I i love that i love that take i loved how you could see that din actually respects them their yeah, culture like and understands the, the the benefit of working with a race like that mm-hmm. so go in there eku rory you motherfucker all right so Boston got on the is show up, so i'm gonna take a nap while matt reads this response all right he got back to multiple screenshots. I will say he he broke his his fucking promise here. So um, uh, let me take a deep breath. <sighs> All right. So here we go. What were my favorite moments from the Mando? Well, I'd like to say all of it. But that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear Matt read out a rambling, profanity-ridden diatribe. So here goes. It was the living attention to detail that John and David sculpted into this fucking Star Wars masterclass. It's the graffiti on the walls at the start. It's the fighting Gamorians. It's Mando knowing he walks into a situation knowing how it will fucking end. Spoilers at the end of a rope. It's truly a Star Wars Western. When the Mando cruises into Mos Pelgo looking mean as shit and giving the locals greasy stares, it's the entry of Cobb Vanth and Boba's battered armor, it's the appearance of the crate Dragon, it's Baby Today hiding in the spittoon, it's Cobb riding a speeder made from a salvage pod that looks oh so familiar. I could go on and fucking on. But quite simply put, it's the vibe. It's the perfect fucking vibe. The two standout moments are the unforgiven vibe was Mando slowly rides down Main Street in the reveal of Boba at the end. He wants his armor and he's going to get his armor. I did feel they missed an opportunity for the Sand People to tell the Mando about a space wizard that came to one of their settlements and slaughtered everyone, the men, the women, and the children. We waited almost a whole year. We survived a pandemic. Again, he's from Australia, so we can't use survived in the States, but they did. We survived a pandemic and we weren't let down. Favreau and Filoni added to the bones they made last year, and we are truly grateful to the fucking maker for this. Also, 
Either my photos are getting worse and you're not even liking them anymore, or I'm getting fucked in the asshole by IG because it seems that you've only seen three out of my last six photos. Maybe I'll just stick to words and shit. All right. Let me comment on that last bit. I I put this out on a story, but I don't know if anyone's noticed. uh, Instagram has shut down all hashtags for a while. Uh, You can still use them. You can look up a hashtag, but they no longer display top and recent for a hashtag, which means if I go to hashtag Star Wars time show currently, it's like a fucking puzzle. Mm. There's shots from two months ago at the top. There's shots brand new there at the top. There's shots that are brand new that are fucking eight swipes in. So uh, until the American election's over and we can go back to normal life, <laughs> somewhat normal life, I still don't think that's going to happen. But basically Instagram, they're not turning on hashtags per se the way they used to work. So for now, you should also be tagging the account like we always tell you. Yeah. You, you, you tag at Star Wars Time Show and then use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. We want you to start, we want you to keep doing both. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not looking at the hashtag because it does not function. Okay. So there are certain accounts I know that they only hashtag or they only tag. Tagging is a guaranteed way you're going to get shot. I'm talking adding, adding yeah, tagging. At, at there us, you go. How's that? At Star Wars Time Show. <laughs> So that is why, Bossa Jan, this is not a, uh, I, I'm not ignoring your shit. I'm not ignoring anyone's stuff that has tagged us and did not get a like. I know, I, not get a like. I know I've promised that, you know, up until we get thousands a night, I will like every shot that's tagged in hashtag to us. But that, that is why. So uh, you don't suck that bad. <laughs> How you like that? There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. Good stuff from Bossa Jan as usual. I caught most of it. I dazed off in the middle, but, uh, you know, he, he liked the episode. I, you know what? I'll I'll take Greggy boys too. You, you just let me handle the Australian yeah. <laughs> crowd because they're they're usually they're usually the the slap dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Greggy boy did he make the he made the fan question of the week response. So here he goes. Great question, SWT Bros. By this time of the show, I'm guessing Matt has pissed his pants by now. I did do once, and, and Nick added to the peeing, so that's a whole new game you guys can play while watching an episode of the Star Wars Time Show. We got people gambling on how many times I'll say certain phrases over and over, and now Greg is taking over unders on how many times I'm going to piss myself. Uh, but anyways, he said, uh, me favorite parts of this show, what, what is he? He's gungan. He, he <laughs> Greggy boy turned in the fucking jar jar here mid typing. So me favorite parts of this show was everything from the opening credits to the end credits. What a mind blowing episode to open this new season. And yes, Matt was right again. And them KRT fanny flaps didn't even see this coming. Yeah, I can't now wait I can't now wait to see what episode two brings and if we going to see the egg lunchbox and liking all the Mando Monday shit, we can't get in the fake land. If we do get it, it might take 70 days like some hats that come. Sorry, I had to read that sentence. That was a fucking sentence, Greg. Work on that, pal. (laughs) Thanks for a great show and give yourself a reach around. Twinkle tits. All right. Thank Thank you. you, Greg. Yeah, we got a lot of blue wrenches up in the live stream today. Those asking, they are Star Wars Time Mod- Show mods. They are moderators, yes. That's Greggy Boy, Tones, and Devin. Yes. They're all here. All three. There's only three of them. So, uh, they're in, and they're all in the chat today, just in case we get attacked by uh, 
more malicious bots. Yeah, get, get another one of those bot tacks, the, the Trump bots. Thank you, Greg, for your response and also calling out that KRT doesn't know what they're talking about. Well done. Um, all right, next up, we have Kyle Walker here, Walcher here. This is the guy you brought up earlier in the show. He made our Dave Straight fan response as well. He says... Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he tickled my tits, so he, he got yeah, double he, mentions you get on the twice. shows. Uh, he says, my favorite moment was when Mando <laughs> and Cobb were talking with the Tusken Raiders about taking down the dragon. But what makes it my favorite part was when Cobb asked, where are we getting back up? And Mando just volunteered his village. That was good. Yeah. I volunteered your village, says Mando. <laughs> Greg, Greg's, I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, audio only people, you're just going to have to get on the stream or at least look, but in the chat, <laughs> Liam goes, why do you have a wrench next to your name, Greg? And Greg comes back. I, I will tell you, Greg He's is quick. great at comebacks. He is quick, man. The dude's got a wit. He says, because I'm a tool. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh my God. It, it's Very the little true, things, Greg. Well boy, I love you, man. Um, well said. <laughs> All right, next up is a response from OAC, Old Architect oh my Customs. God. And he says, I would have to say my favorite part was when my boy, Timothy Oliphant, showed up wearing Boba's helmet. Of course, I knew immediately it wasn't Boba, as we all did, but I wasn't expecting that. Ha ha. I try to avoid spoilers as much as I can to keep it special. But he made me laugh so hard with his roll in Santa Clarita diet. So it was perfect. That is a good show. If you haven't seen Santa Clarita Diet with him and Drew Barrymore, top-notch comedy on Netflix there. P.S. I hate this going back through and rereading all this text and attempting to correct my grammar. What the fuck is this? High school? <laughs> fuck grammar. I got D's in English class. <laughs> hey, man. If I Well, there you go. Hey, write it how you want. You heard me read Greg's. I mean, sure. I'll fucking read what? whatever you guys send and as long as it's nothing racist or stupid, but Exactly. You guys submit whatever you want. We're we're if just we, not going to sit here and try to correct If we it. have to read your response, then we're going to read it how it's written. <laughs> and sometimes we will struggle through it as Matt has to struggle through the emails that he gets from his own students uh, yeah so. it's like today i mean greg literally transitioned into gungan at the start he's like misa like a this episode he's like all right all right our next one up here is from matt's favorite account on ig this is grief card yes the return of the cardboard i mean he's he has been a loyal responder ever since he his first one where we finally like we finally found him we called out his name and we've been in love with the handle ever since then so you know, I, I am glad that we have a very dedicated fan base that answers the fan questions. But at this point, it's essentially the same. I will people say that I, I, I did because the, the, the reason that the people who get on here often get on here often is because they write detailed responses. But I did for the back half of this one. I took people who responded that are either new or just didn't write something that was very long. Um, so there, there are some new responders in here. So grief cardboard says, first off the budget for this episode was off the charts. The crate dragon scenes looked amazing. I love seeing Cobb Vanth and the way Oliphant played him just, uh, just like his justified character was perfect. I thought second, all the Easter eggs we got in this episode were great too. The pod racer engine on Cobb's speeder, R5, more whistling birds, Finally, I didn't think it would be possible to have Cobb, Vanth, and Boba, but those magnificent bastards found a way. Filoni and Favreau, this is the way. He's correct. 
He is correct. I think Grief Cardboard is an English professor. He, he, this was a very well-constructed Or she. We, ne- we never really... You can't really tell. I mean, who knows? But I guess we'll just say they. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good answer. Yeah. And it's just... It's, it's well the, the written. The use of the semicolon <laughs> is just... I don't even know what the fuck that thing is. So yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, sweet. Like, whatever. Proper <laughs> punctuation. What? Uh, no, very well written and very uh, well thought out response. Next up, Lottie1987, Discord user. Uh, personally, the music from the scenes where the Tuscans ride into Mos Pelgo to load up the Banthas, as well as when everyone rides back out to face the dragon, gave me goosebumps. It had a weird. Well, don't say that to don't say that to Tong Wars because he's saying in our chat he thinks the soundtrack is balls. Whoa, Tong, my friend, <laughs> not good enough, huh? Hey, you gotta be careful. If you show up in the live stream, you could end up on the show. Yeah, and that's we, one of the benefits. We will call you out. We will say your name if we if we so see it. So, so. Uh, we speak names yeah, left and all right. the time. Uh, he says it had kind of a weird Asian inspired mystical vibe nothing like we've heard before in star wars and a proper memorable moment for me hey top moments are very personal they don't have to be top moments for everybody it just has to be for you um it says it made me think that this kind of music could only be reserved for such a race as the tuscans and we likely won't hear it again uh unless they play another role in a later episode also the quick shot of when mando and cobb decide to fight the dragon themselves. Cobb dons the helmet and they're both uh, stood side by side, blasters raised, about to blast off Hell to yeah. fight together. That was a good moment. Uh, the shot is only a second long, but the imagery really gave me a true fuck yeah feeling inside and truly encapsulated the epicness that I hope S2 will bring. I like, I mean, I, I like the music. Like, that's something that you called out from season one. <laughs> I like how everyone's now jumping on this. Love the soundtrack. People love the soundtrack. But you love the no, team. Yeah, you, I, th- you, I think Ludwig's a man. Yeah. And it is. It's so different. It is so different than the orchestral nature of John Williams' score for all the movies. I, like I, This is very much uh, more woodwind sounds, more focused well, on... Well, dude, the fucking chance he used in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's Tri- what I was it's almost, I don't I, say I, tribal, because I don't really know that. But it, it does sound like tribalistic type of music I, I i'll be dead serious i don't even remember the music from this episode like i when i watch this shit i'm so engaged in the minutia yeah. that it, it that the soundtrack just fucking blew right over my ears i'm being serious like i i couldn't even tell you one theme from the other outside of the you know the splash screen yeah all right next up yeah. action figure new by friend brian excuse me he says seeing tamira morrison in live action star wars and seeing his name and the end credits just brought so much joy. It was spectacular. It was. It was very good. I geeked out a little bit, too, when the Tuscan found and held up that crate Dragon's Pearl. That was freaking cool, like collecting loot right after you defeat a game boss. Yeah. Finding out... Yes, that's exactly what that exactly, looks like. Exactly. Finding out the rumors <laughs> of Tim- Timothy Oliphant's casting and speculation of him playing Cobb Vanth was cool, too. I could go on and on about all the sweet Easter eggs, too. But lazily... I just want to mention how amazing Ludwig's musical score for this show is. Every scene with his music just brings it brings it more to life. Uh, not only is it the Mando music, but also reminds me of video game music while you're questing, just like the Mando is. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, man, it's good shit. Well, well thought out response from Act Figure Noob. And here are some of the shorter answers. Figure memories here. Figures memories. When I saw one of Anakin's pod race, uh, racing pod motors adapted speeder, adapted to speeder. Yeah, perfect. That was Cobb Vance speeder. Do you think? Do you think Watto got the got the sale there? I think Watto's you dead. Think Watto man. made I think the sale. Fucking waxed him. He's seen- no. I'm saying like way back in the like. Oh, how did, did he, he like, leave Watto Watto's shop? Like, why did he have to sell it? Because we know by Attack of the Clones, he's like a hobo. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he got it and he and he hocked it and then it just bounced yeah, it, around it, until Cobb. It found means it. nothing. It was it was a, it was a fun Easter egg. Yeah. They're right. Uh, Drew Toy says the opening scene with Mando throwing hands. Glad we got to see some more hand to hand. Yes, combat. the I'm telling you, if if you did not fully recognize the head butt punch block, it is one of the coolest defensive moves I've ever That's seen. That's Latif, more than likely, correct? In that, I, I would think so. Yes. Monday, he might come on our podcast. Uh, Mad Map 7. The stick-up scene in the fighting ring. Love seeing Mando slash Din show his skill in taking down multiple baddies. He just didn't even think about it. He's like, whatever. Y'all ready to go? If you want to shoot me, I'm just going to blow you all up with whistling birds and then kick the shit out of all of you. That's what I mean. That's why I had it as one of my best moments, because... He was outnumbered, I think, five to one, literally had five pistols at his helmet and neck, and he still had the, 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 the chutzpah, the chutzpah, if you will. He was like, just fucking tell me or I'll kill yeah, you, essentially. Exactly. Very <laughs> like, easy. Like, none of this intimidates me. I am the, the alpha male here. I am the predator. You fucking cough it up or die. Yes. Uh now, I also liked how he's like, you will not die by my hand, but he still leaves him to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll die by bleeding out. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He technically didn't kill him. He just shot out some lights yeah, so those so womp rats would come out like and chew him up. those things will eat you. So, uh, <laughs> Flix Comics says, number one, when Cobb Vanth is in the sand crawler and sees the boba armor, that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, I, I did like that. I did like that because he just looks over and you can you can see the light bulb go off like, and he just points like this that's is what, what I want. want. Yeah, and then two Boba's appearance at the end. Yep, good stuff. Alex Raider O nine says when Baby Yoda gets inside the jar to hide. Yes. Yep, that was one of mine. I agree. That was a great little Baby Yoda moment. I I, I think until he really comes into play in terms of almost being a pawn for the other characters let's just keep the child doing cute funny yeah, shit i think that is that's like the best thing that you can do with him because it's, it's memes it's memeable you know it's yes it's, that's the best thing you can have in a show now is like something you can go to to make <laughs> memes and yeah screenshot and meme the fuck out of it so yeah easy. i don't know if that'll be his soup bowl moment yeah. but it's definitely up there i mean it is a it like nick said it, it definitely could be memed yeah. All right. Oh, there we go. Star Wars props joining in. All right. This is a this is one of our most diverse live streams in terms of those fans who have yeah, attended. Yeah, a lot of new faces coming so, in. A lot of thank you, friends coming in. We appreciate thank you. you. We love joining. it. Um, it's awesome. So that's the end of the fan question of the week, and that's going to drag us right into our top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Yeah, and like Nick said, I, I think we'll just do that for the next seven questions yeah, of the I week. Just, we'll just—it's fun. It's kind of you know maybe you all will catch something that Nick and I didn't say, and you know keeps people interacting. Yeah, I so. like it. I like it. So, 
All right, so Nick said, we are on to the infamous, the now iconic, the sometimes overplayed top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. (laughs) And it's a plus one week, so that means Nick let me play. If you're new to this segment, we always got to do this disclaimer. This is where we honor our fans and Star Wars artists of all walks of life this is all done on instagram via at star wars time show right yes so like i just said a few minutes ago if you want to get involved if you want to get in to the club you got to tag at star wars time show and use hashtag star wars time show even though it doesn't work right now (laughs) because of what ig is doing with hashtags just get into the routine right everyone tag the account at and then hashtag star wars time show All right. Throughout the week, yours truly right here will dump upwards of 12 images a day on our account at Star Wars Time Show to honor excellent Star Wars fan art. And I'm talking toy photography, real ass paint, you name it, crafts, cosplay, anything Star Wars you can take a picture of. We'll look at it and we will either honor you or we will hide you and keep you in oblivion. Like Boston. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) um yes so um yeah and this we kind of have three variants of the top five this is a mat plus one which means i get to choose uh a a an extraordinary shot so as i'm laying out the 12 features a week nick is taking notes he's looking and he's picking five of his favorite which is the top five so every week we get a top five of the previous week's featured shots and that's how you can get here and if you want, you can even send us shots to be critiqued by yours truly. That so true. that's another segment we do. And then we do the Matt shit on himself segment. But I might be cutting that one out because I just don't know <laughs> how entertaining it is for anyone else. Um, but here we go, Nick. Top five. You picked them. You got your five. I'll let you go first. And then I'll talk about my top Indeed. one. Indeed. So to kick off this week's top five, we have one of our loyal followers our loyal live stream watchers and that is at nico tronus on instagram and this shot really reminded me of a a a shot that made last week's top five or it was the week before's top five and that was devin's kind of you know uh mando vice thing so we have the same kind of color palette here with the shot from Nico Tronus where you have these pinks into oranges, a beautiful, oh yeah, like kind of almost like a sunrise, sunset type of coloring. But in this shot, you have your Mando and Baby Yoda as your foreground in your primary focuses. But if you go back into the shot, you have all of these other famous Mandalorians. And then I think above, is that like hovering above them? Is that Darth Revan? Oh yeah, you know who that is. Okay. So, I mean, he's got a Mando helmet. That's why he's in there. Yeah, That's why he's he, in the he group counts, shot. But there. he also fucking killed a lot of Mandos. <laughs> he killed a lot of Mandalorians back in that Mandalorian war. But you can like see that. your Boba Fett. You can see your Jango Fett. You could see your, uh, your, your Maldalorians in the background there. You have, I think this is, uh, Bo Katan or Ursa Ren on the, or is that Sabine on the right side? I, dude, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what, what, what the fuck half these figures are. I'm guessing Nico is kitbash and customizing, buying customs. Cause 
a lot of these aren't just standard release figures. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Mando in front, that's the new figure arts. That's Sabine, that's Boba, that's clear. And it's clear that that's Revan back there. But I mean, these could be a mix of the Mandalorian Super Commando Troopers, the Maldalorians. I don't fucking know, but he's got a ton of them. I like the lineup. It is kind of like the, hey, we're here to fucking play. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, I think the lineup's right. I do think Din should be the leader of the Mando pack. To me, he is the, the coolest Mandalorian right now. I don't see him being overtaken anytime soon. Uh, and it is. It, it, Nico has been rolling with this color palette for a while now. It is, it's, it's very trippy. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's different for toy photography. You know, like for Devin, the... That stuff, you know, like you said, Mando Vice, 100%, you know, that 80s, that cyberpunk type of feel. And toy toy photography, I think it's a little harder to translate that to the the, the subject. So um, that's why it's so unique that he goes for this more loud, almost comic book style. You know who else does some loud backgrounds is action figure noob. Mm. He'll use some non-standard color palettes to really make a toy shot stand out. So... Uh, yeah, Nico's saying here in the chat here that he did make some customs himself. Uh, he's always busy. I mean, Nico is a very active account, creating stuff on his own, mashing shit together, uh, cooking up some scenes, doing recreation spots. So uh, a good follow and just, hey, he's a good fan. He's He's been one of our longtime diehards at the Star Wars Time show. So you know <laughs> we're going to fucking speak his name. Indeed, indeed. So... Uh, beautiful work at Nico Tronus on Instagram, N E E K O T R O N U S. Yeah, uh, Tong Wars is right. It, it's got that Far Cry Blood Dragon color that, palette. That I like dragon, that. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> I like that. Color. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. That that that's a great way to describe yeah. it. Um, all right. Next up, we have. Oh Jesus! This is this funny. this shot from at Visual <laughs> underscore Approach underscore Photography, aka formerly known as Captain Ordo. This is just some next level <laughs> shit right here. This so what we're seeing is an unmasked Vader. So you yeah. have the, the full Darth Vader, but his mask is off. So you're seeing the decrepit, really broken down Vader head that we see at the end of ROTJ. He's walking away from the Mustafarian Lake of Fire, <laughs> and he is on fire. His arms are on fire. His legs on fire. His cape is tattered and burned and. He's just walking away. Just the intensity on his face is just yes. so crazy. It's as Vader as a Vader shot can get. And honestly, Nick, outside of him still having his three appendages. This is almost like the comic. This yeah. to, exactly. This to me is a direct follow up to the most recent Darth Vader uh, 2020 comic book where, uh, you know, we talked about this. Sheev just beats the fuck out of dude and leaves him right on the same same bank at, at on Mustafar that Obi-Wan did. Uh, and like I said, outside that he has all of his legs and arms, this is this is exactly what I think Anakin is feeling uh, like in that comic book. So when I saw this from visual approach, I was just like, my God, uh, I don't I. I think this is the old Empire Strikes Back Black Series Vader because you can take his helmet off and see the scarred Anakin face. Okay. Uh, but I, I think he's manipulated his eyes to to give him that side like, yeah, eye look. look off I, the side, yeah, yeah, like either you know photoshopped him or something. I don't know. Like the, the figure, I can't really 
put my finger on it because I, I don't think the new ESB Vader from Hasbro, his helmet pops off. The only 112 scale I know his helmet pops off outside of figure arts, which this definitely is not figure arts, is that uh, old ESB Vader. Uh, it is. It's, it's fucking badass. I mean, look at his look. Like, I'm going to fucking yeah, kill got, somebody. You know, one hand and a fist. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's perfect. It's the perfect representation of like, like you said, if it was, if he didn't have his arms and legs, that moment in the, in the comic, but this yeah, is. It's a hundred percent. I mean, this, he should sell it to Sule and be like, yo, illustrate this for the follow-up because it's fucking badass. Yeah, it's just fucking. It's just, it's just boss. I mean for visual is one of the best posers in the game right now i wouldn't even say this is a super dynamic pose but the pose is done in a way where you are getting the feeling that this dude is walking with authority on mustafar getting ready to murder yeah and it's like like murder like just blind rage murder the manipulation of the eyes even even though subtle change has such a huge effect on the shot everything everything perfect perfect job it actually like it almost and i know this is kind of more based on the sebastian face but it, you can almost see anakin in there a little bit a little right? bit for you sure. can almost see the anakin in there mm-hmm. yeah uh, so just beautiful stuff at visual underscore approach underscore photography i wish people would quit making all these underscores <laughs> that's but either they, way a fucking killer account i mean th- this this account has skyrocketed over the past year and a half and it, it will continue to because of the work that sean puts out i mean just some of the like i'm on his account now looking at the scorpion shot by the way that background is a diorama he made it's just fucking fantastic what he is doing now with this hobby so give him a follow Excellent work as always. He's about to hit the 10K. I'd say he'll probably do that by the end of November. Uh, so follow him if you're not already, because uh, you don't want to be like Bossajan, where you just now started following the Star Wars Time Show YouTube account. <laughs> when he's been fucking watching the live stream right. for months at this exactly. Ah, fucking exactly. Bossajan, That's why he's man. my guy. Fucking That's why Bossajan. he's my guy. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, we have a beautiful shot here from at Hixel, H-I-X-X-E-L on Instagram. And it's basically like I like Plo Koon walking down the the entrance to the Jedi Temple, um, where you have all of your columns set up and everything. Actually, that might be the Senate Chambers, all your columns, and then flanked in between each column, you see Jedi Masters, even in uh is that Rex the blonde hair one? I can't remember. Yeah, Rex yep, that's in the Rex. back. So you have uh, Yoda up front, you have Anakin, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Rex, and then Plo Koon's just walking up like a badass, taking <laughs> off his Jedi robe. I don't know what he's about to do, but he just looks like a badass dude walking down this. Yeah, whatever he's about to do, he's about to fuck something up because they're all looking at him like, oh shit, yeah. get out of his maybe, way. Maybe or Plo it could is be... like, this is alternate reality where it's like a showdown between Plo and Sidious, just like on the Senate yeah, floor. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they're they're having Jedi fight yeah. nights or something, and he he's walking out getting ready for his bout, and they're all like, "Yeah, come on, Plo, you can do it." Mace is like, "Hit him in the dick," and Anakin's just fucking angry because he's always angry, and Obi Wan's like, "Man, I wish I would have really banged that girl on Mandalore." And Rex is going, "I'm a clone. Why? What is the point of being alive?" <laughs> um, or you could just say it's a like a Jedi fashion show, and he's walking down the runway strutting his stuff and throwing off his robe and he's about ready to do a spin with it and, and you know hook it around his finger and then walk back down the runway yeah. so uh, either way it's a, it's a great shot uh, dynamic again good posing I, I like that light burst down there at the bottom that, that kind of catches the eye yeah. 
Um, and it looks like he Hixel is rolling with the that kit bash plow where you take the forearms out of a I think a tank commander figure uh, to make him look more like Clone Wars plow clone like General General, General plow. plow yeah so beautiful job at H I X X E yeah he just he just looks tough he really does he just looks he does like he a, looks like, like a, a badass dude such a such a yeah. good pose job everything around it everything about it's written down. even even Anakin looks like he's a little intimidating yeah he's, he's like, like oh, oh wow can I can I take Plo? If it's me and Plo, Plo might win. <laughs> he's that he's time. definitely eyeing him up. Yeah. He's definitely eyeing him up. Measuring him, measuring his competition. So, uh, beautiful job at Hixel on IG. Give him a follow. Uh, the next two shots here, actually, the next few shots here are all going to be a little Mando focused. So, uh, which makes sense because it was the premiere week of Mandalorian season two. But this next one we get from at sorry underscore TR or K uh is a beautiful and they're they're like some mafia dude that like the the trk they, they formed like a they remind me of like a video game guild the track there there's the track yeah there's alliance, multiple accounts yeah Founding there's multiple members. accounts that end in the track yeah uh so i hopefully this i hope this is actually at sorry tracks work because i think they also feature shit left and yeah, right they like share their own stuff uh, or something like either that. way go ahead it's fucking sweet yeah shot, so what so. we're seeing here is is mando holding the child holding little baby yoda <laughs> blasting off with his jet pack up and away from a room full of stormtroopers some of them incapacitated some of them not quite incapacitated but it is like a rocket man shot where he's just like coming straight up, holding the baby in his arms and escaping oh, yeah. the situation. It's sweet. I look at this. I'm like, Din didn't get his his whistling birds refilled, yeah. right? So he's like, I got to get out. Of here. He took out he took out a few. Then he realized, like, okay, I'm definitely outnumbered. I'm not stupid, kid. Let's go. And he just takes yeah. off. I always like shots like this that kind of give that that forced perspective mm-hmm. to really make it look like he is, it's almost like he's 3d taking off and he's going to come through our yeah, window. You know what I'm saying? The screen. Yeah. The, the way it's that just kind of down angle shot. I'm assuming the figures either on like ple- clear plexiglass and everything else is underneath him. He's just standing there or he's got him hanging on a wire. Who knows? But it is, it's, it's a very pleasing looking action shot. And that child, I'm telling you right now, the figure arts child is the definitive child at this scale. Yeah. I have them all. I said it last week. I got the Aces film models, which some people were saying was the best. It's a custom. I had the Johnny Walker customs. I've got the black series. This one in hand is fucking stellar. And it looks stellar, especially in this shot. Yeah. So um, excellent work at sorry underscore TR4K on IG. Um, like Matt said, they have their their alliance page as well, where it's like a a collective of toy photographers working together. So uh, very cool stuff there. Yeah, it's neat. I would like to see a BTS on this shot. Yeah, I'm always I, interested I looked to, on it to, to figure see out. There's no BTS. Um, but yeah, it does. It looks really, really solid. Um, next up, our final member of the top five this week is at Jace Arts, J-A-C-E-A-R-T-Z on Instagram. And for some reason... What we see here is, is you know, non-full Beskar Mando and, and the baby and the child standing there in the rain. Uh, Mando's kind of looking up at something. The first thing I thought of when I saw this was, was fucking Jurassic Park for some reason. <laughs> like, I saw this and they're standing in the rain. Yeah, I mean, the, the tone of the shot, 100%, yeah. is of the attack night. Yeah, I got and, you there. and like, it, he's, it, it's like he's looking up at a T-Rex. And I could just see fucking 
you know, some of the, like everything Kylo used to do some mashups with dinos. And I could see some of our more creative photographers out there being able to like extend this shot out and have a big ass T-Rex stand in there. But it, I mean, regardless of whether it's a mashup shot or not, it's it's just a, a really great representation of Mando in the rain with the baby standing there at his side. Uh, yeah, drawn. this is what we call a, a clean and crispy yes, shot. Indeed. It is. It's very crisp. A great finish to the shot. Greg, I th- also, he's Sin City. I, yeah, you got that color palette there, too. A little more color than Sin City gave you. Michael but, Jackson dance uh, pose, says Tong Wars. <laughs> well, that was, that was for the Hexel oh, shot. The you gotta remember, they're like, depending oh, yeah. on what part of the world or country they're in, they could be a minute, two minutes back, three minutes yeah, back. So who knows what the fuck show they're watching, but... <laughs> Uh, we are here. We're on Jace Arts. And yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I like a lot of Jace's shots. Uh, more my style, you know, the, more the portraity uh, up and down, but always nice, crisp, good lighting, good atmosphere type of work here from Jace. Yeah. And I love the uh, I love the rain effects because I assume that some of them like it, I assume that it's some real water because it looks like the ground is actually wet. And but he did add in a lot of other like range. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's, it's a mix of both. Uh, he may have j- used some real water. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I am seeing little splashes on the figures a bit, but yeah, there, I think it's enhanced with a, like an overlay effect as well. Yeah, so, uh, just a really clean, uh, beautiful shot here of the Mando and the child, um, at Jace arts on Instagram. Uh, well worth a follow. Got a lot of good yeah, stuff on there, a lot name. of mixed, uh, you know, focuses. Got some TMNT, got some Marvel, got some Star Wars. So it covers a lot of the the fandom bases. Good stuff. Uh, and that's the end of the top five. So, Matt, take us into your top one this week. What do we have? All right. I, I, I would be glad to, young Nick. I would be glad to because th- this to me is just like magic. I didn't even okay? know that this was a toy shot. Right. I'm assuming you probably just scrolled through it thinking it was another. I, I did a post on Mandalorian season two and used this poster. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, this this is a fucking toy shot. What we're looking at, my friends, is a, a recreation of the Mando S2 poster where you see him on the speeder bike. It's kind of like a night shot. You got a little sun flare in the back. And what at Uncanny Figures has done is just absolutely insane. Uh, as Nick said, this doesn't even look like a toy shot. This looks like the fucking poster, like a, a digital creation, but it is indeed the one six scale Din Djarin non full Beskar Mando figure, which all of you who have gotten them by now, I think you can find you've agreed with me. It is the best, one of the best, if not the best hot toys, one six scale figure I've ever seen. He is just a, he's a gem. Uh, but what at Uncanny Figures has done here, to me, it, it, like I said, it's, it's sorcery. It is, it just doesn't even seem real. And I'm, I'm going to go to his page because I think he did a little bit of a breakdown yeah, here. He, he, he like composites the, the actual toy shot onto a, like a model, like a 3D model of the bike. I mean, look at some of the shit he's put out, and I've missed it because I believe Uncanny only uses the hashtag, so that's why I haven't seen some of these. Uh, I'm going to the post now, Nick. But yeah, I mean, this is an account that just does not get the traction it should. But we know that happens on Instagram. There's, there's people in the live stream. I've bitched about it myself. A lot of us don't get the fucking traction we should. Uh, but this is one that just, it seems criminal that he's not getting more 
action on these shots, but yeah, it's like he took a fucking CG model of the bike, yep. rendered that shit out, I guess, yeah. and then fucking brought it all together. What I'm assuming is is Photoshop, and there's the wide action, the wide angle version of the shot if you're watching on a live stream, but. Uh, it's insane like like tones just he came to life here in the live stream he's like i thought that was a poster too yeah it's insane uh, the it's, the level of detail that he put it not only into just like composing the shot in general but if he if he built out that that custom model of the speeder himself along with the textures like that is fucking yeah that, like yeah, exactly where i mean where would he get this asset right nick where he, like i'm on the page now you can see it it's a like, it's a gif it's a rotating image of the speeder bike in yeah. 3d i mean did he is lucasfilm passing this shit out i, mean, I don't know probably, like I, i'm i'm, I'm sort of see, seeing that he's a digital artist if he's good with like zbrush or 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 anything like that like he probably made that himself uh fucking which crazy is, insane to think about but there are just really talented digital 3d artists out there um that that can do shit yeah, it's nuts like I, i'm on it i'm on his page now i mean uh, just the fucking nails lighting nails oh, lighting yeah. nails any of the post-processing effects i mean look at these mando shots how he gets that how do you know it, it, it's like he's capturing the the live light rays like we were seeing in uh, on Nick's image in the video before he shut his window. Like, I don't even know how you produce that natural light haze. Uh, just insane. And, you know, this is a uh, almost a 6,000 follower account, but in terms of likes per image, it's stuck in the old three to 400 rut, yeah, this, which I don't know, just, be, just doesn't make sense. You know, this should be double the amount of followers easily and then, you know, a thousand on each image. I, I think what's hard is that, like, so, like like us, like some people look at this shit and they're like, oh, well, this is just a picture from the movie or the show or this is just a, right. you know, like this shit that he does with Alita with this Hot Toys Alita figure just looks like it came straight from the fucking movie. Like it's crazy. So, so people are seeing it and it's just like, oh, this is just from the Mandalorian TV show. Like it's yeah. Next next level in terms of realism in his fucking yeah, I, I don't know, man. This this is what I consider to be some fucking talent right here. So just, just trying to promote him here. That I when I do the top one, I, I try to find a I try to find accounts that have either have never been featured or haven't been featured in a while. because uh, I just, you know, I want to get the spotlight on them. And this is one that I, I don't know if Uncanny listens. I know sometimes he'll send us shots and stories like, hey, have you seen this? Um, I, I would, if you are listening uncanny, can you start adding Star Wars time show two in addition to the hashtag, just because of, uh, some of the stuff that Instagram's doing with hashtags right now. Cause we do not want to miss this type of work. And yes, SW props, uh, when you're dealing with the one six scale or hell these days, it looks like they're getting into one quarter scale figures. You can do a lot more and make these almost lifelike looking shots with those quality of figures. And, and the figure should look like that. If I'm spending 250 300 on a 1.6 scale Mandalorian, he should look somewhat movie accurate. Yeah. Obviously not at the same size of a human, but yeah, it should look like that. So uh, you you definitely can do a lot more with these figures, but I'm I'm not saying that you have to buy... $300 figures to be a great toy photographer. We know plenty out there, uh, Richie, Nose Rain, Jason B. Michael, that that make magic with the little stuff. <laughs> um, but what I, I, at Uncanny has taken 
his or her digital artistry skills in real life and has really excelled at using them with this with this hobby I and mean, that this is art yeah it's just absolutely beautiful work so uh at uncanny figures on instagram uh and that is the end of the top five that's the end of matt's top one and that brings us to the end of the show it's the first time we've come in under three hours and many holy shit many weeks i mean we, we're cutting it close we're at like 250 but you know it doesn't even it doesn't even feel right like i feel like we did something wrong like, or i we will forgot say something. that coming into this week i was like <laughs> there's not really a lot to talk about outside of mando like there wasn't a ton of <laughs> other shit like i know i just i've gotten so used to the long hauls i'm going here like is it this is it and, and it, it, it this has been i don't know if it's because mando's back and we have a larger audience than we did last year so we're just more people are engaged in that topic but i, I don't think and I'll, I'll have to look at the numbers at the end i don't think we've quite had this level of interaction in the stream from this many people previously unless those commenting today usually just sit back and listen so Two thumbs up. You all are doing your homework. I've 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 telegraphed it. How we open the show with what keeps me going. What makes me feel like we've done something that's worth continuing to do with the Star Wars Time show. Getting an email, getting a DM, getting a video just saying, "Hey guys, thanks. You're great. I like you." You know, I'm not sitting here begging for it. If you think we deserve shitty feedback, lay it on us. If you think we deserve good feedback, lay it on us. Like I said, you don't see any digital motherfucking tip jars. You don't see any Patreon links. We don't hide anything. We don't block any content to, to coax money out of you fools. We're just Star Wars fans like the rest of you. We love sitting around and talking about this dumb shit. That's it. But me... Me again. I'm the one with the black hole in my Star Wars soul. We say it all the time. I need this feedback. It makes me feel like I'm not a fucking loser. I'm being dead serious. There's a lot I could be doing with my time right now in, in life. All right. I got a pretty decent setup going in life. But because of you fans, because of Star Wars, because of Nick, I love eating up a large chunk of my free time every week and weekends to do this little thing. So while I, you know, I make a spectacle of myself on the show and I sit there and sometimes put on an act, I really do appreciate the feedback. You can ask Nick, you can ask my wife, my mom, when I got that shit last week, it touched me as a human. Okay. This is Matt being real, not the loud fucking crazy guy. That shit keeps me going. All right. Now, don't shower me with a bunch of gifts and feedback now, because that'll be a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> but if you're someone like, uh, you know, like, uh, what is it? Was it Joseph or, or Kyle? You know, people that aren't in the, 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 the fandos per se, those that weren't participating. Getting a note like that out of the blue really does mean a lot to us, okay? And I'll leave it at that. I'm sure people are starting to call me a pussy at this point. So let's just go ahead and do the end of the show dance, people. We've made it. We got through it. We broke down the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. It was fantastic. We'll be back to do it again next week. If you really 
can't get enough Star Wars time show, you know what to do in between every live stream. And that is to walk your happy asses over to StarWarsTime.net, kick the tires a bit, see what type of content we're putting out. I can guarantee you for the next seven weeks, you will be getting custom content every Friday in the form of a video or two, hopefully just one. Uh, so if you don't know our YouTube channel, that's why we tell you to go to StarWarsTime.net because we've got it there for you. You just got to scroll down. You'll find it right there in the right sidebar. If you're on your mobile, just keep scrolling. It'll show up. You'll see our two little animated faces there. I'm the angry bald guy. Nick's the happy hooded guy. You just got to click on subscribe. Now, if you don't want to get into the live show, the live stream, if you don't want your name spoken by these two bozos, but you just want to listen to the show, you can also take care of yourself over at StarWarsTime.net. Just go to that subscribe to podcast link. That's all you need. All the good platforms that are out there. I know you can listen to it on Amazon now, but I mean, at what fucking point do we need 5,000 different podcast platforms? Use one of the ones we already got. We got the big ones. We got the iTunes. We got Spotify, Pandora. That's all you need. All the other stuff is slapdick shit anyways. But in the end, just keep talking about the Star Wars Time Show. We've got our recruiters out there. We've got headhunters out there. I see it. We love that too. I mean, that's just as good as the feedback. I've said it a thousand times. We're not in this for fucking money. We're in this because we love it and we love sharing our passion with other like-minded individuals. Now, when I say like-minded, you're all probably a little off kilter because you do like this brand of Star Wars podcast. I don't think it's very typical. I think we're a little atypical. I think that's why more people should listen to us. So get out there. Keep pounding that motherfucking Star Wars time show drum. Doom, 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 doom. Star Wars time show. Star Wars time show. There's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time for Star Wars time. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like I'm going to start singing that Legolas meme right now. If you know what I'm talking about, look, look for... Uh, what is it? The, the hobbits are going to Isengard, to Isengard, to Isengard. But anyways, I'll get back on track. There's always time for Star Wars time, people. You all know that listening now. If you're new, we love you. We speak your name, but we need more. So let other people know about that. There's always time for Star Wars time. And if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the force will be with you. Always. Oh,